What's up, everybody? Welcome to the TGF Podcast, episode number five. It's a new year. It's a new TGF Podcast. I welcome, I'm your host, Brian. I welcome Mark. Hey, how you doing? This is Megastar Mark. And Greg. Hey, I'm Killer Greg. You can find me at KillerGreg17 on Twitter. Oh, oh, oh. Find me at Megastar Mark on the tweet machine. Greg, you stole my thunder. I forgot. Oh. Got my intro. You I'm left your sh- thunder on the table, and I picked it up, dude. Don't, Damn. don't steal nothing. Let, <laughs> at least we're not watching thunder, so you know. Let's be let's be proud of that. Wow. Thunder, you know? <laughs> no WCW thunder on this show. Ever. Damn. <laughs> uh, go uh, go go to WCWTF podcast. Have you done a thunder? No. Uh, no, we don't. We we have talked about the Duke of Thunder, Stevie Ray, but we've never actually watched the Thunder. Let's kick it off. We're doing uh, new TGIF, new year, new me, pilots, the beginning. We're back to the beginning of TGIF. I've seen a couple of these. I haven't seen them all. But I wanted to go in, I want to start with pilots. Just the general idea of what a pilot is and how it works. Because maybe don't people don't know that. I don't know. I like, I'm in TV behind the scenes. Nerd. I don't think they do. I was explaining it to my girlfriend and she was not aware of like the concept of a pilot and why it's different and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... There's like a pilot season. I'll do my best to describe this. Maybe you can fill in the gaps for me. There's like a pilot season where actors get hired and they get hired onto shows and they make these basically test shows and they make one episode. And then those episodes are shown to executives and test audiences and stuff to see if they're popular enough to make it on the air. And a lot of times it's years, a year or a year and a half in advance of when a show actually it gets picked up it actually airs and they make more episodes so a lot of times pilots are totally different than what the actual show becomes because those test audiences and executives go yeah those characters suck we're going to recast this and that we're going to change this and that and then the show looks totally different when it actually makes it on the air and it is the case in some of these uh some of these episodes we've got characters we've we never see again or we see very little of later uh, the houses are different. Um, oh. Sets are different. Characters act different. Uh, a lot of the cool, like fun stuff, isn't even there yet in some of them. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's basically what it is. I don't know if you guys want to fill in any any. Uh, gaps that's pretty much it. Got yeah. it all. Yeah, no, that's pretty, you got it, you got it. And, you know, it is amazing. It's basically to give a network, a, you know, to, to kind of give them an idea, to, to to give them a chance, basically, give a show a chance. And a lot of times, I mean, they talk about this all the time, how many pilots don't get picked up that just fade away into nothing. And it's more than I think a lot of people think it is. There's yeah. a lot of shows with a lot of, like, t- even, even nominally famous people who never get picked up, but they'll always say later, oh, I did a pilot for abc like 10 years ago never made it to the light of day but it was fun that's how i met so and so you hear that a lot so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see the small percentage that actually do even end up getting picked up i remember damon waynes jr uh who is funny a funny guy he's damon waynes jr who is on new girl and i always it's it's super good too that it is a good show happy endings there you go i was gonna say happily ever after i'm glad you came up with that so he was on both of them for pilots because he was up and coming and people mm-hmm. and he was funny and people wanted him on those shows and he got picked up both shows got picked up which is very rare so he had to quit he had to pick one and quit the other hmm. so he quit new girl yeah and went with happy endings and happy endings ended up failing in like season two or three mm-hmm. and new girl was a success like it right. actually lasted for funny. a while and he had to go he ended up going back on new girl they had to oh like, i didn't know that him. 
They replaced him with somebody, and then he came back onto New Girl for a while. <laughs> as yeah. the same as the same character? Yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he came back. I think his he was like a basketball player or something in New Girl, and he he said that he like went and played in China for for a few years. <laughs> so, the Jimmer. Yeah, he he was uh, lucky enough to get multiple pilots picked up. But yeah, you hear that like certain actors go out for as many pilots as they can get, and only right. usually one or none get picked up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, um what for you makes a good first episode of a show or a good pilot episode what what do you need it to do because obviously a lot of them are not great i wouldn't say like people are super a lot of times like i'll go back and watch a show like the office or something and i'll totally skip pilot i'll just go to episode yeah. two the right. office pilot's one of like the all-time worst mm-hmm. yeah it stinks yeah right yeah. and but what what is what do you need if you're watching a new show what how do you judge it i guess i think what they want is something sort of generic like here's all the people here's why we're together maybe throw a little bit of a plot at them but realistically you just want to introduce all the characters and not scare anyone away Mm -hmm. make a few jokes i think you need to i I think greg you nailed it you got to have captivating characters that you want to see the next step on and even if that next step is just the next episode that at least gets you into the show i mean i I can tell you an example like i just started watching and it's been out forever but i never actually sat down and watched it but uh boardwalk empire on hbo Mm. right and it is i'm really enjoying it yeah and that's the thing the pilot a lot of times i'll try out a show and everyone's like oh mark you know this is your type of thing you'll love it and then i watch the first episode i'm like i really got to commit to more because i'm not getting it that first episode those characters got me where i was really anxious to keep watching and that that was interesting to me because like a lot of times when we watch these trailers for tgif certain episodes and we'll get to it but certain episodes i think did that very effectively i'm like oh i want to see where this goes now this is good we set these characters up kind of interesting to see how they play off each other moving forward let's see more certain ones i'm uh, and we'll get to it i'm amazed it got picked up because after this first episode i'm like how does anyone want to see more of this so (laughs) very good point i think probably the best pilot of all time is probably the lost pilot uh, yeah, um, that so that's good. that might be the best hour of television ever. It's so good, and you that's... just have to know what else is happening. Every single one of those characters, is like this guy's interesting. What's going on with that? Right. And then, the, and then at the end, when the trees start shaking, I mean, it turns out to be the smoke monster. But you're like, holy shit, are there dinosaurs too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's fucking dinosaurs. In this? <laughs> How much better would Lost have been if that if it was just dinosaurs? If it was just dinosaurs, <laughs> right? Now you mean dinosaur is the TGIF show, right? Because I would fucking right. <laughs> no, exactly. And then like Earl Sinclair just him. bursts through the trees. Oh, hey the guys, it's me, Earl. Honey, I'm home. This Hurley hanging out with Earl. I'd watch an Hurley Earl special. Oh my god, absolutely. They would yeah. get along. They yeah. would get along. He's like their pet because then yeah. they have like. Uh... Like the human beings are like animals mm-hmm. in it, so he could be their like nice pet that they've. Ryan, like. don't worry, we'll get to those episodes. Do not worry, my friend. Oh, maybe sooner than we think. Um, yeah, I think a pilot just like a first episode just needs to do just enough to get you to be like, yeah, give me one more. Mm-hmm. Just give me one more. That's all it has to do, really. It doesn't have to like knock it out of the park. Because if that was the case, no one would ever watch TV. <laughs> right. Oh, right. No thanks. I don't like this. It's like a low bar it has to cross to get to the mm-hmm. next the next hurdle. 
Which also tells you how bad must those other pilots be not to get picked up. If all you have to do is just show, like, nominal interest from this show to the next. Yeah. I mean, my God. A funny story. So, real quick. The Simpsons, when that first came on, the first, now obviously different because it's animated. But the first one that came over from Korea was so bad. And that was the pilot. That was, that was the, the Christmas episode was the first one that aired. This wow. pilot, which was the babysitter episode notorious for being like shitty animation the voices sounded bad they were convinced when they left the screening that this show was going over it was done like we they're never going to get picked up it's horrible but fox was like so desperate for anything to fill time they just signed him for one year and they pushed the pilot like in the middle of the season they didn't it's not the pilot they're like no 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 no. it's like this is so bad it almost killed the series (laughs) that's insane is a pilot dead that was the other note I wrote in here. Is a pilot episode over because of the binge, the binginess of everything. Like here's the Mandalorian. We're not really doing a Mandalorian pilot. Here's right, all of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Ozark. Like Remus actually Ozark. I've seen the pilot for Ozark like four times. I've never <laughs> seen the second episode. And I'm like, I think the show is supposed to be good. So I keep going back and I keep watching the pilot. I can, I can quote it. Line for line. <laughs> um, I think the general concept behind a pilot still exists. You still need to set up your characters. You still need sure. a hook. You still mm-hmm. need to catch them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the days of, like, having a, a different Danny Tanner or having a different apartment or something like that, I think those are gone. Because they, yeah. they, just, they just shoot it. They just green light and shoot it. Yeah. Right. And I think on a business perspective it's there's less risk involved with a lot of these because it is cheaper to make shows nowadays than it was back in you know the 80s and the 90s to commit to like a full season nowadays you can kind of it seems like netflix hammers out a season of everything they said like hey what do you think of this no all right never mind like what do you think of this hey okay fine let's go with this one from now on so there's less i think risk to a network if they get a bomb it's not going to like ruin the network like as opposed to tgif if they put out like four four you know shows that they're committed to and they were all shit you know now just like one out of the four is shit so maybe also because a lot of shows are like 12 episodes now and they used to be like 28 or whatever they are or whatever it was like in the old days Mm -hmm. seasons were very very long and now it's like 12 episodes is enough or yeah was the mandalorian 10 you know i think so like um person of interest a show i really liked it only lasted three seasons, but it has 70 episodes. Because right. <laughs> yeah. back in the day, you want it's the race to syndication. You want to get to that 100th episode. Right. right. So you right. make as which many is, as you can. Which is so bizarre. Like, just just don't. Just don't. I mean, <laughs> right? Like, they were like, we no, it need has to be 100. And it's always, people. they would like stretch. They were like, we just got to get one more episode. Otherwise, we don't get syndicated. Right. right. Who said that was the rule? Uh, very it arbitrary was, it was yeah. and then you get things like bottle episodes and all those kind of things i'm sure we'll hit those at some point but you ready to start you ready to br- jump in Heck, here with these yes. episodes let's do it i missed you guys a whole month absolutely I we're know. back how was your uh christmases christmas oh, good holidays good. i mean i'm not gonna lie it was a little on the sad side like not being able to do a lot of traditional christmas things because i usually go to philly for christmas to visit yeah. my aunt oh, nice. and my dad will drive down too um but we couldn't do any of any of the philly things we couldn't go into the city we couldn't you know go to any of like the amish places we go we couldn't do any philly things so we just didn't go um yeah and it was nice to be home you know 
like it was literally my first Christmas in this house. It was my first Christmas in, even in upstate New York in almost a decade. It was certainly nice to be home, but the coronavirus took a little bit of a toll on me this year. <laughs> As it has all of us. How about you, Mark? How was your Yeah, I mean, it was... Season? It was it was nice. We had a great Christmas, uh, you know, just not having the family over hit harder than I thought it would. Like not yeah. having my my mom and my dad come over for for, you know, Christmas dinner. It's weird. Like it just I didn't really think it hit me as hard because I talked to him on the phone. And when I was talking to him, it was fine. But then, man, afterwards, you're like, oh, this is where we'd have like crab dip or this is where, you know, we'd put on a movie or something like that. And it was weird. It was just it was weird. I don't want to do it again. You know what? I know, Ryan, you had uh, you had this idea of making another coronavirus for this year. Don't do that. Like, yeah, I, well, Can we pass this, on that? Yeah. Uh, COVID-20. I'm actually yeah. working on it right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't think this one – I think 19 was enough sequels. Right. Like, it was, it was fine, yeah. but let's not oh, do it. Oh, I got some other uh, things up my sleeves. You're going to oh, love okay. them. Super That's, AIDS uh, coming this summer. Gonna... All right. You ready to do these shows? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Boy Meets World. Season one, episode one, pilot. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Just pilot, no title. How did you know that? Because I slept in my treehouse last night. You know why? Because this love stuff has turned my whole family against me. And you're teaching us how it's worth killing yourself for when I know you don't really believe that, do you? Well, you shrewd little observer of the human condition. <laughs> Nope. Love is a very confusing thing for this 11-year-old Corey Matthews. <gasps> this was made, uh, uh, put out into the world, I guess. Not mm-hmm. made. September 24th, 1993. What were you doing in 93? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I'll be watching Boy Meets World. I was 10. Yeah, so yeah there right. You go. <laughs> Pro wrestling, Boy Meets World. That's right. Also, the things I was. This doing. isn't Papa Shango. What's going on? <laughs> Just you wait. There'll be a whole. There'll be a whole stable on Boy Meets World by the uh, end of the run. That's episode two. Papa Shango gets uh, ours. <laughs> makes, makes Corey bleed from his head. They go hard early. Ninety-three. Gotta suck those kids in. Uh, Feeny, Mister Feeny admonishes Corey Matthews for eating candy for breakfast from the school's vending machine. And they immediately begin on a solid, the bedrock of the show, the banter between Corey and Mr. Feeney, the relationship between teacher slash neighbor and student. (laughs) It's sixth grade, sixth grade. So Corey is very young at the beginning. Mm. And it's him and his two friends, Sean and the other guy. I don't know who this other guy is. Okay, good. I'm so glad because when yeah. I first saw him, like, is this somebody I should know who shows up later? But no, this no. is this is what we were talking about with that pilot where there's a kid who just literally vanishes. I don't think we ever see this kid again. I don't think so. And I yeah. rec- I recognize this kid. He's in Do you? Sandlot, He's in isn't he? For sure. Yeah. Sandlot. Sandlot. Yeah, oh, right. you're right. Holy shit. Is it wow. Squints? It's Squints. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think it's oh Squints. My. And I think it is, too. And then he just like literally though right. this kid he has a, like a, a somewhat normal part in this thing where he is like actively doing lines and such and then yeah. you know it's not like he was just a a character with a throwaway line like he's in it and he nope. has more lines than Sean does he does you're right oh, he does yeah you're right isn't that weird like he well, might have been Sean. the Sean right right he got that Sandlot money when yeah, he was got head. that Sandlot money <laughs> get me the kid from the Sandlot. <laughs> No, not the fat one. 
Is this Vince McMahon booking the show? Get rid of that kid. Basically, the Vince God McMahon is my all my producers. <laughs> also, my Harvey Weinstein. Oh, Harvey. Kid from Sandlot. Wow. I want to sweat on that Paltrow girl. <laughs> oh. oh no! <laughs> so gross. Because mostly it's probably true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, that was horrifying. Uh, Picture in my mind. Greg, <laughs> uh, Greg's acting. Greg's acting a little bulky. You know, we'll see that later. But man, little yeah. little lecherous. Whoa, little lecherous. Whoa, whoa, yeah, bulky was off the chain in his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're talking about staying up late to watch a show, and they talk about a sketch. And I thought it was Saturday Night Live for a minute then they talk about like the monologue or something yeah and the first guest Are they talking about letterman i thought I it was, my gut letterman. was telling me it was like a made-up night show and you were just supposed to infer that it was a letterman type thing that's what um, i thought i thought they were i thought they were referencing letterman here that they're that advanced that they're going for letterman and that was the hot show in 93 right yeah so, or was he yeah. gone by then no he was still there he was absolutely still there. Did he when did he leave nbc I thought it was 95. I'm finding out right now. I already have okay, it. So maybe not. Um, I assume they meant him. Late show with David Letterman host 1993. Oh, Ooh. wow. So that was so right then. It yeah. might have been like right, right that ended. time. Yeah. It huh. literally might have been the same time as this if, if TV season was starting. Right. Yeah. Because they probably taped this a year in advance or yeah. whatever. Or half a year. August 30th, 1993 was the first time he hosted the CBS show. Interesting. Oh, okay. All right. So there you go. Do you have a preferred late night talk show? We'll go right into Tangentville. <laughs> That's a great question, Ryan. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked. Buckle up, bud. It's Greg's own. It's on public yes. access. <laughs> late night with Greg. <laughs> his guests are his socks. He just yeah. puts them out on the yeah. table. Right. It's just me high on a bed watching Letterman, ironically. Yeah. Um, so wait, you're the Eric Andre show? <laughs> 90 million viewers, though. Really weird. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. That is yeah. a lot. He pulls in, pulls in the numbers. When I was when I was younger, I liked Jay Leno because mm-hmm. he was the more cartoonish of the two. Like I'm, when you're 12, yeah, you don't get the wry humor kids, of David Letterman. Right. Um, I actually saw Jay Leno once, like live, which was pretty cool. The guests were... Carson Daly, I'm gonna date. I'm gonna date this date this year. I guess, let, let me guess the year. Can I guess the year when you're done? Yeah, but I don't know the year, so you can guess. <laughs> the, the guests were Carson Daly, uh-huh. the cast of Temptation Island. Oh, oh man! And mega star band. Oh, I was gonna say Third Eye Blind, but it's not. Who's Smash the, Mouth. Who's the? But you're a loser, baby. One, not back. Oh, three doors down. Oh, okay. Uh, the. <laughs> Was three doors down a band I have seen three times and have seen a total of three songs <laughs> because I saw okay. them play a song on Leno. Mm-hmm. I had when Katrina relocated that Saints game to the to Giant Stadium. I was at that game. Wow. Three doors down played the halftime. That was song number two. And they just played <sighs> one song. Yes. <laughs> and then I once saw him sing the national anthem at an Orioles game. Wow. Oh my god. The guy from Three Doors Down. Who in the world has seen a band three times and seen three songs? <laughs> Nobody. That's not a thing that happens. Wow. So Leno as a kid, but what about later? 
Conan. But Conan. Conan. Oh yeah. yeah. Like as soon as like sixteen, seventeen, it was all about Conan O'Brien. Yep. Uh, yeah. What about you, Mark? Just Conan. Me, me too, Conan. Nowadays, I'll watch Seth Meyers because I'm a liberal hack. But uh, like it was, for, it was always, always Conan when I was growing up. Always. I love them. You know, he it was it was you know because he wrote for The Simpsons and right, like his right. humor was very much in line with that and cracked me up every time. I just loved it, loved it. Uh, mine is also Conan. In college, every night, every single night, yep. I watch Conan. Every single night, we roommates and I would all watch together. Interesting. <laughs> Take bets on who the like weird guests would be. Like not the guests, but like masturbating. Would the masturbating bear show up? Like that kind of stuff. Oh, and yeah. then actually, when he got fired, what was the story there? When he got fired by NBC and he did the tour across yeah. America when he had no show, I went to one of those shows. So oh, cool! That's fun. Him in Boston, the nice. Conan Live in Boston, that was great. So after he got went on to TBS, though, I haven't. I've seen it and I watched clips and stuff, but I really am not a as regular. I just don't care about that type of show anymore. Yeah. I think that's why he changed it. I think that's why he changed the show. But I will occasionally catch clips on like YouTube when they post right. them the following day. Yeah, and if yeah, one yeah. seems funny, I'll watch it. But I, I'm just not into like, I have to be at a set location to watch TV anymore. So right, I right. just, no. Yeah. I'm and it's so weird. topical. Like if you don't watch it that day, it's, it's yeah, not right, relevant right. anymore. And that's right. just not how media is consumed anymore. We get the Boy, Boy Meets World. Back to Boy Meets World. We get the different opening, different song, air, Paper Airplane. Mm-hmm. intro which i enjoy i do too uh, yeah that's how i always remember it like the Me whole when it actually has lyrics at the end like the later seasons i don't remember that i remember this right 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 it's like it's not like a jingle i guess it's a jingle, it's a jingle. no yeah it's a jingle um feeny teaching class teaching english here even though he teaches all different other subjects later teaching about romeo and juliet and squints <laughs> is in there they're doing a reenactment. <laughs> Squints is in there. Yeah. And Corey is listening to the Phillies game on his headphones in class. Feeney spots him, pulls off the headphones. Corey with a great joke right away. He took my hearing aids off. Feeney does play-by-play. I love this, where he does the actual repeating of the play-by-play and pretends it's a home run. And It, and- it was great. Like, honestly, yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear him on the radio. That was really well done. Good play-by-play man right there. I don't think we've ever talked about how he was Kit, right? Yes, he was Kit. Yes, yes. Yeah. No, no, he was literally kit. a voice actor, basically. Yep. So, right? Yeah. Very good. Very good at it. Feeney says, "We're we're trying to learn about love's influence. Come on!" And he's like, "Are you aware that I'm 11 years old? <laughs> I don't give a shit about love." And then Feeney says, "Are you aware you're in detention now for that?" <laughs> Corey finds out he can't go to the Phillies game because of the detention. His parents already know, which we already know this, because Feeney is their neighbor. So that sucks. Teacher I feel like that's neighbor. a little glossed over. Like, it you're is. just like, you know, like, you're just like, we know Mr. Feeney because we saw him on the other side of the fence anyway. And you're like, what? Like, is this as a pilot? You're like, yeah. hold up. The teacher lives next to him. Like, can we go back to that? You know? Yeah. We already know this because we've seen everything. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the audience watching little this for quick. the first time. A little quick. They do kind of gloss over that, yeah. Corey makes a full house reference about, I think it's Michelle. I didn't write it down. Next day, Corey's at lunch trying to get himself out of detention. And uh, Feeney is like, I see you 40 hours a week. I live next to you. 
So I see you even more than that. Get out of my face. <laughs> Fantastic. I just want to eat my lunch by myself. He's a little like, meaner than I remember. Very mean. Yeah. Very mean early on here. I also feel like that's your speech to your own employees, Greg, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did inform one of them the other day that if he said another word to me, I was going to smack him. Was it Sean? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sean. <laughs> Go sleep in the kitchen. I love how well at you eight two... in the at eight in the at eight in the evening. <laughs> I love how well you two know each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it Sean? Corey's pissed off because Eric is going to use his ticket to the Phillies game and give it to a babe. Ask her out on a date, and his parents are very excited about this date. They are pumped. A little weird. Yeah. Just yeah, th- it's a little over the top. I think the parents did not take the correct approach to this. They should have been mad about this, right? Yeah, like I do. They make the point. They were like, Eric bought the tickets with his own money. You can do whatever he wants, which is valid. True. But how? But also, like, if I had two kids and one of them promised they were going to take him to a baseball game, not not a playoff game, but close to it. Yeah. And then he was and then the last minute was like, no, I'm taking a chick. My my parental alarms would have gone off there. They they might shut that down. Yeah, they might shut that down. But they're excited. They're genuinely cheering this guy on for going on a date. Also, bad first date. My God. Yeah. Bring a girl to a baseball game. An important baseball game. Yeah. Or maybe in general. Maybe a baseball game is a terrible first date. I think it's a bad first date because you want to get to know each other. You're not going to talk during the Unless you know she's like diehard Phillies fan, like headbutts walls and shit. But you're still not going to get to know them. Like, isn't the whole point of the first date? She'll just beat you up. The fanatic will save me. I'm all right. Best also, what if the... a Philly fan is to take their right hook and see if they got <laughs> yeah. some real lumps behind them? <laughs> That's how all people in Philly get together. They... Yeah, it's just a friendly, a friendly, friendly punch, punch in the punch face. In the mouth yeah, and they right. can go on, move on. I told you about that about the time in Philly that the... maybe I didn't. I don't think you did. I want to uh, hear it. There. I was walking down the street in Philadelphia once, and a car pulled up onto the sidewalk in front of me. And two men got out wow. and started beating the shit out of a man who was walking on the sidewalk. Oh my god! Wow. Yes, <laughs> just right yes. in front of me. Wow. It was it was straight out of a mafia movie. <laughs> wow. That guy. So, yeah. So when I lived in Buffalo, there was a cops episode that was set in Buffalo, and all three of the crimes that were documented were very Buffalo. The first one was some guy had pulled up to a stop sign. Another guy reached in and punched him because he was wearing a cowboy shirt. That's the first one. The second one, second one is somebody stole bottles off somebody's driveway or somebody's uh, porch, like empty bottles. It was just chucking them in the air and watching them crash. And then the other one was a, a drunken disorderly at a roller rink. <laughs> Oh my! God. See, roller rink. If you want to encapsulate what that city is and the people who live there, then all three of those just perfect. We got a riot at the Zubaz factory. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody's fighting in Jim Kelly's front yard to watch him mow the lawn. <laughs> I know where it is, actually. <laughs> Corey is so pissed off that he can't go to this Phillies game. So so angry. He decides he's going to move out of the house. God damn it. Taking my stuff and I'm out of here. Except for I'm going to go live in the backyard in the treehouse. Baller treehouse, though. Nice treehouse. Well built. Dad does good work. Yeah. A lot of room. Spacious. Mm-hmm. I'd live out there. 
everybody's coming out to visit him, you know. So this is not a he's not full running away here because Morgan, his little sister, comes out and says, Here, sleep with a doll, it's scary out here. His mom brings dinner outside for him. <laughs> you know, he's not really out on a limb here, but he's also uh, he got a baller meal for dinner. He got like barbecue chicken, he got like yeah. cake. I mean, it was mm. Hmm. She really felt bad about... <laughs> I'd fucking run away more often. I mean, that's a good meal right there. <laughs> she felt bad about what she had said about yeah. Eric's date. Anyway, he spends time uh, creeping on Feeney. Mm. Looking out through Feeney's windows. Close those blinds, Feeney. He's cooked a fancy dinner for some babe, we assume. And the phone rings, and he gets sad, and then he eats salad by himself. Been um, there. <laughs> Corey goes back into the house to steal fresh underwear from his room. And this is one of the things about Boy Meets World, the way that they pick up culture. His mom holds him up and says, what are you doing in our house? And has a Nintendo, the Nintendo gun, the whatever that's called. The, power yeah, gun. the orange zapper. Yeah. The zapper. <laughs> so she uses that, which I enjoyed and probably loved as a kid when I saw that. Like, oh, the thing I, I love is on TV. <laughs> Corey's in detention and he's like, I've been quiet for 38 minutes. Let me out early. <laughs> Feeney ignores it. He goes and dances in front of him like, ooh, look at me. I'm going to get out of my chair. Nothing. Goes into the hallway. I'm in the hallway. <laughs> Still nothing. <laughs> no cell. <laughs> no cell from Feeney. And then he comes back in and says, this stinks. You're not even giving me a reaction. Let me out. <laughs> and then he says, this love stuff is no good. I mean, look at you, you sad sack. You were alone last night <laughs> when your date canceled on you. You hate love, too. Why do you care about it? And then Feeney is like, oh, it's on. I'm going to teach the shit out of this. <laughs> we get our teacher moment. And he's like, love is important. Basically, love is important. You wouldn't exist without love. <laughs> we need love in our lives. And then he's like, I made my point. Get out of here. I'm, I can't see your face anymore. I've seen it for 46 hours now, or however many hours of the week. Get out. Corey's back home. He's playing Nintendo. Eric comes in and says, the date didn't go. Imagine that. A date at a baseball game did not go well. <laughs> and Corey forgives his brother and just says, look, you're a cool guy. Just call Heather back. It'll be fine. And Eric's like, all right, thanks for being, thanks for understanding or whatever. And then Corey has tea with his younger sister, Morgan, and says, I'll be a better, bigger, big brother to you than I guess Eric is to me. Ouch. Mm. Ouch, ouch, ouch. And then the next day, Feeney, back at school, drops a bomb on Corey and says, look, I was only cooking dinner for my sister. I'm really, uh, I really got the hots for this other teacher, I believe, this other teacher that he has lunch with, the end. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Not a lot of Sean. No, but you know what? Whenever he did have lines, you could tell he was – very he was very good like all yeah. his lines were delivered very funny he was a good actor so like oh okay like actually out of all of them maybe it's because i know he becomes a character later but i'm like i could kind of see it early i'm like oh, okay yeah. i like sean sean's fun feeney's, and squints 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 yeah. is out of there feeney was great feeney was great oh, yeah. Corey, Corey, awesome uh yeah we talking this show we talked about in the last episode about like the need for our might've been a couple episodes ago, the need for a cute kid in all these shows yeah. and uh, Morgan's adorability. We kind of crashed in on itself toward the end. It was a I little too obvious. Yeah. I, I got that. Okay. Like the it, tea party it, it and... wasn't great, but uh, I thought she was pretty funny. Yeah. I, 
her I mean, time on screen is is very limited too. It's yeah. not like she's no. dominating. Right, they didn't up take for one thing. 45 seconds just put her in a box and <laughs> fucking sit there. There it is. Hey, everybody, look at this shit. Her back. Don't worry, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. In the box? Anyone? All right. <laughs> I'm sure Greg has opinions. Oh, man. I tried to keep it out. I tried Ratings through the roof. Box kids coming. Um, oh, box kids. <laughs> coming to ABC. I loved loved this episode. I thought it was very very good. Yeah, my only um, my only very minor gripe is that the overarching problem seemed to be between Corey and his brother, but the life lesson Feeney was teaching had to do with love, and mm-hmm. I thought they actually like I didn't actually think they tied the two themes together. No, you're right. If it was an did. A plot and a B plot, usually mm-hmm. they're about different characters, so they can learn different lessons. But this was mm-hmm. a all Corey all the time episode and he kind of yeah. learned two different lessons from two different people and i think a yeah. better written episode but again that's, that's like that's very minor critical nitpicking yeah from what i consider to be a very very funny show i thought Corey was charismatic as fuck those savage kids talent out the wazoo yeah. <laughs> bringing it he was 98 miles an hour in this super duper good honestly and feeney was great and you could just tell like as far as pilots go that this was going to go somewhere Mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah. most definitely i was also shocked at how young they were because so we watched young. we watched like season four episodes right like when was when was the horror episode because they were still in high school at that time that was four, four was the uh birthday party oh okay yeah that's so they that were pretty yeah, old she, right because she was 16 yeah oh, right. 16, right she was sweet 16 yeah yeah, yeah. also once again, this is all in this is like Monday morning quarterbacking because I know how this show goes on. Mm-hmm. Weird not to see Topanga. Like I, I assume yeah, like this sure. whole love story was going to end with her showing up at the end and be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, here's a crush for you." Now right, you get me it. too. Like, like that's you how know, I, you're not going to know love until the right time, and then like, right. some girl shows up. Right, which I thought was going to be her. Like that seemed to set me itself too. up. It, it's still fine. Like I like the episode. This is right. this was this was good, but it just didn't go where I thought it was going to go. Kind of like to your point, Greg. Right. Yeah. So we had no Topanga. A yeah. major character no minkus very fun character in the early boy meets mm-hmm. world years i'm fine without any minkus <laughs> i mean was squint supposed to be minkus and they just recast him no, i don't think so because they don't like him they think he's an outcast yeah. minkus mm-hmm. is an outcast they needed a foil and you know my biggest gripe no vader i mean you know but what are you gonna do <laughs> no vader yet no, no or vader vader's yet. or vader's son who we've seen I think he's only in like a handful of episodes, and I'm pretty sure we've seen all of them. So. We've seen a lot of uh, Frankie Stacchino. My God. Yeah. I want to see them all before this is over. <laughs> this, this, is a, this whole podcast is Ryan's excuse just to watch the, the those episodes. episodes. Family Matters is the next episode. Season one, episode one. I didn't write the title down for some reason. The mama. Oh, I did. did. (laughs) The mama who came to dinner. Mother Winslow asserts a little too much authority when she comes to live with her son, Carl, and his family. I will waste away to nothing. (laughs) Carl, we're talking about your mother, not a magician. (laughs) Okay, forget that. What about this? Aired. September 22nd, 1989. Didn't we get a Perfect Strangers episode where they mentioned that, like, oh, my mother-in-law is coming in to visit? Yes. Yeah. Remember the that? Halloween episode. Right. Yes. And I, I just thought that was weird. I was like, oh, okay. Here, is this yeah. it? All right. <laughs> right after that, this happened? Yeah, right? Could have. I mean, it's possible, right? Yeah. I don't know. 
It could have. They tie together. Perfect strangers and family matters tie together. This is um this is an interesting one. It's it's very different from what family matters becomes. Um I feel like Boy Meets World was very on point. Yes. We're missing Topanga, we're missing a few people, but it basically is that for the first two or three seasons. And Ryan, I texted Greg right after I watched this episode. I didn't let you know about this, Ryan, but I texted Greg about how jarring it was to see the Winslow household and how different it was from the regular series. It yeah. was, that was the biggest night and day set change, I think, out of all of them. Because Boy Meets World, that house is pretty much what I remember it. Almost nothing is different. Yeah, yeah. And there are other ones that have slight changes to them, but they're close. This was, yeah. it, it could have been like a completely different show setting. And I wouldn't have no idea. It was that different from what I'm used to on the family matter setup. Yeah. The front door is not the same. Nope. There's a, I don't know what you would call it. A foyer, like a, foyer. a mud yeah. room or something. Yeah. Vestibule. Yeah. <laughs> <A> foyer. <laughs> like, oh. This is the Winslow vestibule. <laughs> It's like, it's like a whole other architecture. Room. Yeah. That's very I, funny to me though, because you know, and what it's one of those things where the inside of the house never made any sense to me to the picture they showed at the beginning and the end. Right. Well, the picture they showed at the beginning and the end of this does make sense to that house. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just changed the inside, they changed the set. Right. I like how we talked about this last time, I think, a little bit, or maybe two time two episodes ago how there's like rooms that don't matter in these houses mm-hmm. and they have that at the bottom of the stairs you notice that like fenced off area or whatever that was oh, yeah what was that bro oh, like right a, right a yeah. landing where nothing is there's which nothing doesn't there. that doesn't exist in the main show right, like they right. get rid of it just stairs that go down it's yeah, not it's like a, a weird little, yeah what was that it's like it's like my di- it's like my dictator octagon. I just stand out and project and yell and ah! look. If any TGIF character needs a pulpit to preach from, it's Carl. Yeah, oh right. My like God. the man loves right. to make bold, boneheaded decrees. Listen, I fucking loved Carl in this episode. I thought he was great, great, great. Carl was great. They also have the back porch. Which yeah, I don't think right. they ever went on the back porch ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. very nice looking screen in back porch right because for that that door like led to like the driveway or something right right because right. urkel like destroys it a whole bunch of times right i mean so i mean that was my other question was this house like this and then urkel wrecked it all so they had to redo it right? i love it is that what happened sure i say every seven years you have a new body yep. because there's all the cells that were created died right yeah. Thing with the Winslow house. Steve just destroys enough things that at the end of seven years it's a new house. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. We've redone the whole thing. Perfect. Carl is desperately trying to find somewhere else for Mother Winslow to live. Now we've seen Mother Winslow in other episodes. She is the wise, cool, mm-hmm. fucking cool lady. Yeah. You want to hang out with Mother Winslow. I mean, she knows grandmama, man. I mean, they knit she, together. Right. Her and grandma play basketball one-on-one yeah. and they knit. She's cool. Mm-hmm. She's a cool person. I don't understand why Carl's so upset. I mean, I guess because your mother's coming to live with you, but she seems like a great mother to come live with you. And Harriet's like, it's cool. She's great. I'm not worried about it, even though she is worried about it in Perfect Strangers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the mother-in-law's coming to visit. But here she's like, I love it. She's going to come live with us. It's fine. And Carl is like, trying to find his who can who can take her in my brother my other brother oh no that's not gonna work and harriet's like 
it's going to be fine. And Carl says, you've seen Holiday Mom. You haven't seen the real Mother Winslow. And then he gets worried. He says, she's going to put me on a diet. And I'll waste away. (laughs) I like that line. We see a weird little subplot for Rachel and Richie. They live there. Laura, the daughter, is holding the baby and keeping it away from the younger sister. (laughs) And she says this line, which made me laugh. Don't worry, you'll get your chance later. You're too young. No, she won't. She will disappear forever. She will go upstairs and never come back. Yeah, so that sister disappears forever. Eddie... Eddie comes in. He's trying to butter up his parents to go to a party and get his curfew changed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, he He's not doing anything weird. Like, what's the big problem here? I'm on yeah. Mother Winslow's side. Like, he's going to go watch some TV at his friend's house with their parents there till 2 o'clock in the morning? I mean, that's not that big of a deal. With no girls and no drinking and they're watching right. Rambo? Like, whatever. Like, eh. Oh, right. It was Rambo, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, who wants to stay until 2 o'clock in the morning? How, he's uh, supposed to be 15. Down. Get back home mm-hmm. a little sooner than that. 10 o'clock curfew on like a Friday when you're 15? Or just bullshit. sleep over. I mean, like, yeah, I, right. know, I stayed over people's friends when I was 15. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. We're, we're, we're definitely debating the very silly semantics. <laughs> <laughs> Carl is a cop. He figures out the real reason that he wants to extend his curfew. And he says, book him, Dan which is a funny moment. Funny exchange. Mm-hmm. Mother Winslow arrives, discusses all the famous people she knows with her granddaughters, including they ask her if she knows Prince. And she says, yeah, the Prince of St. Paul, because you had mentioned like the Queen of England and stuff. Oh, yeah, I know the Prince of St. Paul. So she is fucking cool as shit. I thought it was weird (laughs) that like they sent Rachel to pick her up. Like, I thought yeah. Rachel was, like, like, when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, is Mother Winslow, like, the, her mom, too? Is no. Like, no, it's not. It was, that's, you know, Rachel is Harriet's sister. So they just sent, like, your your yeah. sister-in-law to go pick up your mom? Just seemed weird. Just seemed very strange to me. Well, I think I know why. Because Rachel's a novelist. She doesn't have anything real to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all. She doesn't work. She's yeah. a novelist. Eddie appeals to his grandmother, and she's like, oh, I'll get you out later. Come on. Smart kid. Grandmas do. Smart kid. Smart move. Yeah. Uh, Mother Winslow's pissed about the cooking is taking too long, <laughs> and then it's going to be meatloaf, and she's mad about that too. And then Harriet, very funny moment, because Harriet is way different. She is very yes. understanding and nice in this, and in Perfect Stranger, she's laying down the business you She's think queen, queen of sass on i thought show. she was kind of nasty in this she says she's already fed up with mother winslow demanding shit has it even been a day i can't keep track of time rachel talks about her novel she's writing and harriet says the novel's fine but then you got to get rid of that shark problem because <laughs> she had a shark eat the main love interest that went on a little too long <laughs> that yeah, old, like one that too old... many of those <laughs> yeah Okay, we got it. Laura goes and asks Rachel if she thinks dad is going to throw Mother Winslow out because he's so pissed off. And then Rachel says, Get out of here, Mom. (laughs) Go (laughs) live on the street. (laughs) To the streets of Chicago with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Rachel explains how when her husband died, Carl was like, come and live with us. So mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. I like that. Uni- th- that's how they explained why she was there, though. Like, that was actually right. kind of like a natural, like, hey, do you remember what happened to me? I'm here because your dad cares a lot. Okay, cool. There we go. That explains why Ants is around all the time. So fine. Right. right. Well done. Well done. Carl's man is talking about all the shit that's gone wrong but he mostly seems mad about a favorite chair she keeps sitting in my favorite chair and she takes the head of the table at the dinner table and he's pissed about that we know how he's very territorial that carl do you have a favorite chair (laughs) are you a favorite chair is that over like my my father-in-law great man has a favorite chair he will he he will let people sit in it but he does have a favorite chair and (laughs) and you will give it up for him if he comes to the room like every chair it's part of the thing, but I don't have a favorite chair. <laughs> I think I would. I'm definitely a type who would. Yeah. You think you want? Yeah. You like I have anybody a, in that thing. I have like a spot on the couch, and like I get upset when yeah. when like someone's in that spot. The only reason I don't have a favorite chair is because I don't have a chair. Um, <laughs> is that because yeah? Is that right, because that we don't have great chairs? Mine. Like I love this chair that I'm sitting in, but it's my computer chair. No one's going to sit here. Right. Like right. it's my desk. Yeah, I'm talking um, like big le- yes. leather lazy yes. boy kind of chair. No, if when flash forward to 20 years, you bet your bitty I got a fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's the same way. He's got a chair that has been his for 20 years, and God forbid if anybody else sits in that other than him. So, uh, but he's usually just there. Like the minute he comes home, we just slumps right into it because so there's no chance. You know, it's not like he can get there anyway. <laughs> he can't. He can't find an opening. He's just no, no, it. no. I I do have a spot on the couch that I do like though. I will I will say that. Like I don't have like I do have a chair in my my living room. It's more like the cat's chair than anything else at this point. So I never get to sit in it anyway. So, but there's a spot that I like on the couch. I don't know. I guess I have a spot on the couch I like. Back my old place when I had a really shitty couch, I had a spot that I liked. And I sat there so much. Nobody else ever sat there. Then I literally broke the couch in that spot. Wow. Like the yeah. springs broke in the spot. It was like an <laughs> ass go, divot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there was a, a giant butt crater. And <laughs> I had to get a new couch because I sat in just that spot every day for like four years. So. It was- it was well loved, but if someone else sat there, I wouldn't get upset about it. It's like, okay, whatever. I'll get, ba- I'll get it back. I'll get it back. That butt shape isn't there for me. You wouldn't um, stab a motherfucker like Greg would. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were stepping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do believe they were stepping. Yes, mm, yeah. <laughs> right. Stepping. Yeah. Can Can you not? Oh, you can't. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess it's on. And then they dance. <laughs> This is an official challenge. (laughs) It's one of my favorite movie moments of all time. I love it too. What's this? This is an official challenge. (laughs) Uh, It's dinner time. Eddie walks in wearing a bolo tie. We've talked about his clothes. The way they dress Eddie. Wacky as shit. So real quick, real real quick, they actually talk about, I saw like an, I was doing something like for this episode and they did an episode, uh, they did an interview with um, DJ, the actress who plays DJ. And they said like, at least on full house, she got to pick everything she wore. Wow. Like, so everything you see, she got to select out of like 10 things. She picked that. And it was a whole point of like, you know, you look back on it, you're like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? So I wonder, like, did Eddie see like the bolo tie? He was like, hell yeah. That sounds like something Eddie would wear. He's got a fashion sense that is very bizarre. Yeah. The whole thing. He's got suspenders on. He's got all kinds of weird shit. He does not look like just a regular kid. Like, yeah, no, no. At all. 
Anyway, bolo tie, Eddie comes in, and Carl has to say grace. And he says, deliver us, Lord, from evil, and looks right <laughs> at Mother Winslow and gets slapped by Harriet for saying that. <laughs> and then Mother Winslow works on extending Eddie's curfew, and Carl's like, you know, you can't come up here and change the rules. Like, what are you doing? Trying to undermine me and my house. What are you doing? And then he says that she's power hungry. <laughs> she just wants to take over everything. And Harriet says, like, you got to you gotta go talk to her. She's out of control. And Carl doesn't want to do it. And Harriet's like, she's your mother. Go do it. <laughs> so he has to go have the hard conversation on the porch. And they eventually patch things up. And then fantastic scene. This episode is underwhelming for me. Spoilers. But Carl goes up to talk to Eddie, who now lives in the attic. And that's that's something we didn't know. We knew he lived in the attic, but we didn't know why. So he lives in the attic so right. Mother Winslow could live there. Very nice. But he's up there with binoculars looking in on some chicks or whatever. Peeping Tom yeah. up in the yeah. attic. Well, Carl comes up and says, learned that sex things are fine in this world. Like everyone's right. like a like a mild sex perv. Yeah. We'll get to or it later too. More right. than that, right? Or more than that. <laughs> but you know, like like we had like six miss. It's cool to assault women if there's mistletoe in the room. Right. 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 We right. had that in the Christmas, Christmas episode. episode. Yeah. So there's definitely like this. It was of a time. Yes, it was. It was. It was. And I will report. We talked about. I think we put that in there. I can't remember if I cut it out. There was mistletoe over my station at work over the last month nobody tried to forcibly kiss me so thank god bummer damn <laughs> bummer. so yeah uh carl goes upstairs to the attic and says you know i'm gonna cut you a break i'm gonna extend your curfew or whatever and picks up the binoculars and it's like oh binoculars he looks up the one and is like whoa baby <laughs> yeah that's a titty that's a titty <laughs> and puts the binoculars down and it's like I'll take these. I'm going to take these with me. <laughs> I yeah. assume to keep them away from Eddie, but maybe you don't know. Like, maybe you got to look for himself, but I, yeah. I assume uh, I got to take these. Um, and then downstairs, weird ending. Everybody's singing gospel hymns around the piano. Kumbaya. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. The end. Yep. Have you ever sang a song like with your relatives around the piano? I mean, I'm, I, maybe ever. Like, that's not happy birthday, Mark and I. I was about to say, unless it's happy birthday, that's it. Right. That's the no. only one. Yeah. No. Is that like an old timey thing? I mean, we classically have like the all in the family intro. Yeah. Right. Um, was that just a thing people did for entertainment since you couldn't do anything fun in before 1984? <laughs> you could do coke. You could do cocaine. That was I fun. Mean, that was fun. You could do that. All right, Grandma, come over and do this line. We're gonna. <laughs> yes, I am kind of sad. Like the the family band is not a thing in my my world. Like, yeah, that'd be I fun. I mean, none of us are musically inclined enough to pull it off. But you know, oh, so and so is gonna play the piano, and we're all gonna sing, and yeah, like, that's not a thing I've ever had in my life. No. But, it was, Again, must just be of a time. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was very sitcom-y to me. It was like very yeah. like yeah. I just got that vibe off of it. It was a fine ending. I, I kind of like what you said, Ryan. Kind of yeah. underwhelming, but I, I did want to see more. So I wanted to see these characters progress. So yeah, I thought Carl was great. I love Carl. Loved yes, him. Sure. I don't know so about good. anything else though. Mother Winslow's hey, all right. I liked Eddie. I, yeah. I liked Eddie too. Um, 
This, to me, didn't seem as much of a pilot as any of the other ones we watched. This sort of just seemed like an episode, like mm-hmm. a not really? great episode of Family Matters. I can yeah. see that. I can um, see that. But, Which is weird because there's a lot of it is so good. And this was so underwhelming. That was weird to me, too, right? So, just me? yeah. No, no I agree. Let's talk about Urkel and him not right. being like right from the start. Cause I feel like that's a very important thing when it comes to family matters. Yeah. When you say that, that, that sitcom to anybody that, that show, everyone's going to think of Urkel first. And it's interesting that he just wasn't on from the start. You know, it was more like a, right. a, a Cosby show type of uh, feel to it. And then right. they, then they threw Urkel in there and he could fucking had a time machine and could change bodies and all this other <laughs> weird shit that happened later. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, and it just, yeah, good point. It, it, it's a very different <laughs> turn. <laughs> this is such a this is such a normal episode. Considering right, later, there's just, just like family. robots and yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> robots later. And a, a puppet comes to life and kills comes. them all. Yeah. He can fucking turn himself into another person. Yeah, right, right. Oh my god! So yeah, you think about that, but yeah, you can boy. feel it's a big void without him in it, right? Yeah, it def it definitely feels weird. It definitely feels weird to see it in him just not being anywhere. And I guess he he shows up somewhat early though. He's in the first season, right? I think he's in episode yeah. two. I'm pretty. Is sure. he okay? Yeah, okay. Well, and it, it's more neighbor like comes and annoys you and goes away. Right. In the first season doesn't become like the ultimate. I think in season two, after the popularity, like oh, we got to give him everything. Mm-hmm. Like, more yeah. of this shit. <laughs> give me more all yeah. oh, the Urkel God damn I want that kid to turn into another Urkel <laughs> wow <laughs> oh the producer voice is fantastic send him to Disney <laughs> hear me out what if there's a fucking puppet <laughs> give that of puppet. himself I love it boss <laughs> Oh God! Whatever you say, Mister Eisner. Uh, <laughs> put him on Full House. What if he was on all the shows? <laughs> uh, oh my God! <laughs> this should not be. This should not be as fun as it is. But it's so much fun. <laughs> the new producer voice. All right, that was uh, that was Family Matters. Very weird to not have Urkel in there. Very. Yep. Weird. Uh, all right, step by step, season one, episode one, September twentieth, nineteen ninety one, simply titled "Pilot." Again, while vacationing in the Caribbean, Frank and Carol get married, and they return and have to deal with conflicts between their children. Hey guys, glad to have me back. Glad a cereal. <laughs> oh. oh, here's some Fruit Loops. <laughs> Might need a chisel. <laughs> Hey, 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 I am gone a week and you kids forget the rules. Never leave a dirty dish in the sink more than four days. It's okay. When I go to the store today, I'll buy some more dishes. So we get the full-on setup of Step by Step and why all these weirdos live together. (laughs) (laughs) Theme song is the theme song we always got, Step Mm -hmm. by Step, but we have some new people. We... Or I guess people in it that yeah. no one remembers. Mm-hmm. You said you didn't remember Karen, Mark. Did you remember Grandma and Auntie? Nope. 
Not even, not even remotely. I remembered them. I didn't even remember Oof. there being a a salon next to the garage. Like I had no idea about that either. Talk about houses with differences. Yeah, uh, this definitely this has some. Um, we start on Frank's house. We've never seen Frank's house before, and as you could imagine, <laughs> he's a single dad. His house is a fucking disaster. We've got a spoon literally glued inside of bowl of cereal that hasn't been cleaned. And he's like, all right, kids, I'm off to work. Like good, good luck. Fend for yourself. I'm out yeah. of here. Child protective services should have been called. <laughs> like That was a real <laughs> shithole. Yeah. Like, I imagine while he was on vacation, there was just no adult supervision. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. That was the question I wrote down. It looks as though he went to the Caribbean on this yeah, thing, which we're right. going to talk about a lot. And let the kids just do whatever. Yeah. It's like, whatever, you guys watch yourselves. JT, you're in charge. Yeah. Brendan, you're in charge. Brendan, yeah. Brendan. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, Brendan. Yeah, uh, so his gross-ass house, he leaves. He's got to get the hell out of there. Al is trying to get out of school because she has a test or something and pretends to be sick. And he's like, you're not sick. Get the hell out of here. Go fend for yourselves. His, Frank's kids are Al, JT, and Brendan. Mm-hmm. And they are very young, especially yeah. JT. Holy fuck, is he lo- young looking? Let me say this though, Al. You can even tell here she was great. Like she, that actress is Such so a actor. good. Like I'm, I'm, I know she's still she's doing stuff now still, and she's right. she's very successful. But like, man, that was you can just tell there. Like, oh, you're the best here. You're like you, you definitely got it. So, and they obviously knew that. I think yes, they did. And, I think you're 100. Yes, you're right. They they go right to her for mm-hmm. all the big big moments. She was better than JT in this one, and you can argue JT's pretty good in some of them. I love JT, too. Yep. Uh, we cut to Carol. Carol has a banger house. She got a lot of money in this divorce. My God. Good lawyer. She has, she has the step-by-step house, but we find out, like you said, her business is attached to the house mm. in a weird kind of way because we've seen step-by-step. They walk out the kitchen, Yep. and that's where the – it's not a garage. It is a garage, right? There's like a little garage, and yeah. then there's that overhang where uh, Cody parks his car. I was like, the Cody van is usually the Cody right. spot is right there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He parks under that like awning or whatever. Yeah, that right. Is. But then there's a door that leads to another to nowhere in the mm-hmm. kitchen in the other episodes, but it leads to a full beauty salon in this one. It's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> where was this? I think, I think later it becomes. A, I think later it becomes an apartment. For oh for Dana for Balky, <laughs> <laughs> get him away from Dana. <laughs> oh Jesus! Anyway, so she goes into her attached salon. It's a big ass salon. She goes yeah. into her attached salon, attached to her house, and Aunt Penny and Grandma grill Carol because she definitely went on a sex vacation. Most definitely did. Mm-hmm. She's got that sex glow about her. <laughs> What? <laughs> Something I've literally never seen. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, what made she... them think? What made them think? Hold on. What made them think? <laughs> you have the three kids on each side. You have right. Frank. You have Carol. What made them think they needed more <laughs> like people in this damn thing? Like it was. This was way overbooked. Like the, what could yeah. Grandma have possibly brought to this? Obviously like, nothing. Yeah, right. It was just they were tacked right. on and they didn't need to be there. Absolutely. Um, Aunt Penny 
She's like, she met a man, she met a man, she met a man. And Penny is looks very different than Carol. <laughs> she is <clears throat> she's a uh I don't know, just a regular looking woman. Yep. And uh Suzanne Summers is like a supermodel. <laughs> so that's very interesting. Frank comes in and he's getting his hair cut by Carol. And she says, I'm going to go get coffee. You want to come help me? And you always say yes to those questions. Mm-hmm. And he goes in and they start getting down and dirty. Yeah. So much so. She keeps saying like, okay, back it off, Frank. Because Frank is hot to trot. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. He's hot. But I like how that's consistent. Like all, yeah, all the episodes we've seen. <laughs> yeah. He has taken his uh, <laughs> erectile dysfunction pills. Yeah. He's ready to go. Right. And I like how she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, we got to slow it down. I want a divorce. She says at one point, like, we're married. I want a divorce. Like, whoa, that's shocking. But he's like up on her. And at one point she just like pushes her hair back. Like, oh, here you go. Go ahead. <laughs> like, I'm going to let this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get dirty. Frank. <laughs> and- it's it's a miracle they didn't gorn in the kitchen. <laughs> It's a miracle they didn't put on those costumes. Uh, where do you get a Gorn costume in Jamaica? Uh, <laughs> they found it. They Absolutely. Found the one. Right on the beach. Come on, man. That's what they pimp. <laughs> Frank says, let's not get divorced. Come on. You're being crazy. And then she's like, oh, okay. It's great. And he reveals that he stalked her, basically, thanks to travel agent Velma. Velma. <laughs> and she and he's like, "Uh oh, I've made a mistake here," <laughs> and she's like, "That's that's amazing. I love it. Like, I love that you stalk me." I'm mm. Like, okay, she's totally cool with creep Patrick Duffy. Frank basically says, "Like, let's pretend we're not married, and we'll date for a while." In quotes, and then we'll get married again, and everybody will be comfortable with it. Good plan, Frank. Nice, nicely done. So he sets up this family barbecue get together where he's going to bring his kids to meet the other kids. And they come over to the house and we see the weird front area of the step-by-step house that doesn't exist in the other episodes. <laughs> the, the other vestibule. That's also yeah, a little strange. Yeah. Right. It's not there very quickly after this. We find out JT and Dana hate each other from school already. They, they go to school together. They're rivals. They hate each other. I like that. Yikes. That's not going to go well. Barbecue time. Aunt Penny figures it all out when Frank lets it slip that he wished he'd stayed in the Caribbean or something because he's stressed out about the kids fighting with each other. And then a great moment. Talked about how great Frank is in this show. Great moment here where he's cooking the burgers. And we've seen he's a slob and just kind of a hot mess. He's cooking burgers by throwing meat on a grill spraying them with lighter fluid, <laughs> lighting them on fire until they burn, and then pouring a, glass, a jug of water on them so they'll cool off. Fantastic. Aunt and Grandma have awful banter. Al accidentally squirts ketchup on Karen's dress, and so she's a fucking massive prick. She makes a big deal out of it, and then a full-on food fight breaks out between all the kids, and Peggy outs that both of them were in Jamaica, and JT is like, oh, I get it. You're going out with this bimbo, which pisses Frank off. What mm-hmm. a thing to say about a nice yeah, woman. Right. God damn. And Frank is pissed, and he's like, we're actually married, son of a bitch. And outs the whole, it ruins the whole plan. Oops. 
So now the Lamberts are going to move into the Foster's house because the Lambert house is fucking awful. I like how they yeah. just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> like the next day, they're like, fuck this place. You know, Insurance they didn't clean, claim. we didn't clean those bowls. We're out <laughs> of here. We left those for the next one. They move in with the Fosters because it's a fucking banger of a house. It's a kick-ass house. Of course you're mm-hmm. going to move in there. Oh, yeah. And Al, of course, they're gross. The Lamberts are gross. So Al has a pet pig, brings a pet pig in, and everyone's freaked out. Yeah, you shouldn't bring the pet pig. Come on. That's a weird yeah. one. That's right, weird. it is. That's a, that's a stretch there. Come on. Frank is has no idea who the other kids are. I love this. He's messing their names up. Yeah. And they're like, uh, uh, my name's Dana. It's like, yeah, whatever, Daryl. Very okay, funny. Um, I like that. <laughs> Al does, the next morning, Frank doesn't show up for breakfast. <laughs> Gotta get Which that board ins- costume off. <laughs> it's insane to me. Nothing makes me happier than a, someone cooks me breakfast. Oh, God. He's got a breakfast cooked, doesn't show up for it, just leaves for work. Al's like, I don't feel good. And he's like, too bad. You're going to school. You fake it all the time. And he leaves. And Carol's like, "Ah, I think something's up here. You look kind of weird. You look a little pale. I'm going to take you to the doctor anyway. And good thing they did that because Al needed her appendix out. So they're at the hospital. And Frank is like, wow, what an asshole I've been. First, I didn't show up for breakfast. Now my kid had almost had her appendix burst. And I poo-pooed it. What a shithead father I am. And then Al comes out of anesthesia or whatever from surgery and asks for the bimbo being <laughs> Carol. And she goes in and they hug it out and bond. And it's all good. Frank's very happy. Like, yeah, see, everything's going to be fine. And even Dana and JT are like, yeah, this is pretty fucked up. Maybe we should stop making fun of each other for 30 seconds. So they do. And then we're back home and everything's fine. And Carol and Frank are in bed and... Carol's got to make a big old grocery list for all these people that live in her house now. So many people. And Frank can't be bothered. So he's pissed. So he takes the grocery list and writes something real naughty on it. And he says, we better cross this off the list right now. <laughs> I assume One of the it was most relatable scenes I've ever seen. Anal movie. question mark? Oh, I thought it was hugs. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, damn. Oh. <laughs> the sex life between these two will never get old for me. It will never get old. Gorn question mark. This is a kid show. Yeah. Yeah. This is a kid show. We saw all kinds of stuff going on. I think I learned about sex from step by step. <laughs> I think Patrick Duffy taught you sex. (laughs) Golden Girls. My grandmother used to watch Golden Girls and this show, I think, taught me about sex. Not health class. Those two shows. Probably unhealthy. (laughs) I don't need to watch this video. I know it all. I watched the Golden Girls last night, okay? (laughs) I know exactly what's going on. I I got it. Oh, you get a Gorn costume out? (laughs) (laughs) They cross that off the list. (laughs) They crossed that naughty thing off the list. It was very weird to have those other characters. It was jarring. Yeah, yeah. definitely strange. Did it feel like this pilot had a bigger budget than some of the other ones that we saw? Like, we had, like, weird, like, outdoor shots, different angles, like, stuff you normally don't yeah, see. Yeah, maybe, um, yeah. I felt like there was a lot more money oh, yeah, in this they, one. 
there was like a like a crane shot you got it right right that's exactly or then and then them at their front steps which is also weird because you never see that it was just like they were outside it was everything just seemed to be a bigger budget and maybe that's because you had patrick duffy and suzanne summers in it who are you know big big stars i guess for the time so coming off big shows yeah Yeah. like dallas was huge i mean right this was also a late a later tgif show so maybe they like actually have a little more money. So it's like, well, we know this is a successful block. Let's make right. a good show for it. Yeah, it was 91. Di- there's so. no way Dinosaurs was cheap. Yeah, you know? like right. By this point, no. they're spending cash. Right. They knew what they had. And yeah. they knew the formula here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So new Brady Bunch. Done. Yeah, it is new Brady Bunch basically. With just a lot of more, a lot more sex. I mean, that's that's basically what I, I, I don't remember the Brady's getting it on. Yeah. It was implied. I love this. I, I I really enjoyed this episode. I thought this was. I mean, we'll get to it at the end. But I really enjoy. I like how they set this up. I was interested to see more. I wanted to see Me how too. the kids interact with each other because you right. didn't. You got the sprinkling of it with like JT and Dana, but you didn't get a lot of the other ones interact. I wanted right. to see how that went. Patrick Duffy was fucking charming as shit. Patrick Suzanne Summers Duffy was fine. Is awesome in this yeah. show. Right. He's, He's so good. So good. He's so good. Suzanne Summers is great in this episode. She is. Also she's good. great yes, too. For yeah. sure. But yeah. I mean, so, everything so Patrick nurturing, Duffy does makes me laugh. Right. And it's like existing. J- I just want yeah. to see him exist. JT, the actor who plays him, great, great character. Dana, great character. Yeah. You know, Al, great character. Brendan Forgotten. But like, I mean, <laughs> who? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. It missed Cody. It definitely missed having for Cody. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. It was very well set up and put together. Yep. I thought the premise, the two crappy extra characters drag it down for right. sure. 100%. Anytime they're on screen, they, it sucks. It just like stops it at a, dead yep. in its tracks. And I'm sure audience testing was like, oh, those two characters are no fun. Fucking turning the knob all the way yeah. to the left. <laughs> like, nope. Nope. Get them off screen. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. Moving on to Perfect Strangers. Greg? Yeah. Wake yeah. <laughs> up, Greg. We're ready. Go. So I got some surprises for you this time, though. Wow. Oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Turns out it's even better than I. No. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's even more perfect. Yeah. I will say, though, between the last cup, the last episode and this one, like of our show, mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching a lot of Perfect Strangers. <laughs> Holy oh, we know. We know. <laughs> you sent us so pictures. Good. You did. You actually did send us pictures. Yeah. It's important that you know what I'm doing. <laughs> if you could just send us a picture every day, what's your? Yeah. Well, you so just just to give our listeners a heads weird. up, just to give our listeners a heads up. So Greg event, uh, uh, initially sent us a picture of him reclining, watching Perfect Strangers, right. and then Ryan did the same thing, showing <laughs> us, you know, that he was watching Perfect Strangers. I didn't get a chance to do the joke, but I was going to do it as well. But have you watching Dinosaurs? <laughs> Which is, <laughs> you all know, the better show. So. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised that didn't happen. I know. I, I had it. I had it, and I never went through with it. Damn. As, oh, as soon as you started saying that, I thought, oh, that for sure happened, right? Mm-hmm. I, I forget <laughs> one month ago, things were a lot different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So Perfect Strangers Season 1, Episode 1, Knock Knock, Who's There, aired March 25th, 1986. Mm-hmm. I was one. Uh, Larry's job is threatened when his newly arrived cousin helps him at the store. Am I looking up Larry Appleton? Larry Appleton, that's me. Larry, Larry, Larry! I looked everywhere for 
you, I walk the streets, I search the alleys, I say to everyone, have you seen Larry? You don't know how many people have never heard of you. <laughs> uh, very long open here. Very yeah. long open. Holy shit. Never noticed this before. I don't know if he's in all the long opens or in the short ones, but when Larry leaves the house, he has the one brother who gives him like a cool guy high five who's wearing yeah. sunglasses and like reclines on the fence like <laughs> yeah. when he leaves. He just I, saw uh, risky business. I was laughing at that dude. Like, oh my God, how have I never noticed him before? He's great. How come Larry's family never got a spinoff? I'd watch that. I want to hear more of this guy. I want to see more of this guy. Yeah, yeah Larry's the, family. That could be it, the name of the show. Larry's, Larry's family. family. <laughs> Listen, that actor is not doing anything right now. We could yeah. totally get him to do something. He's yeah, probably absolutely. dead. No, he's not. I looked him up. He looks even You looked weird. up cool guy from the intro of Perfect no, Strangers? No, not cool guy. I mean Larry Appleton. Oh, Mark He's not Baker. working. He's not working. He was, right? in, he was in a tremendous episode of The Leftovers. Where, where he played what? himself, right? He played himself. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. changed the theme to the Perfect Strangers theme. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Yeah, in season three, and it's great. No I like that way. show. That show was that show was great, by the way. It's probably like a top three show. That yeah, fucked I like up that. show where everyone dies and disappears had that in it. Yes. Yeah. It's really funny. It is. That has to be covered on some version of this show. I don't know. Maybe it's. But the the problem with the leftovers, you if you you have to watch it all, or else we can't yeah. even talk about it. It that is definitely a season one, episode one, all the way through. Otherwise, but you also have no idea. watch the leftovers because it's it's yeah wow it's the only show that's. Like the wire is the only show better than it. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. The wire is a great show though. Oh yeah. god. Wire show's coming next year. <laughs> <laughs> There's not That'll enough a, of those. There's already oh, like tw- twenty million wire. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, but I got hot takes, baby. <laughs> you do? All know. right, let's hear some wired hot takes. <laughs> well, actually I'll t- I will tell you. Season two is not good. Take. Season two is not great. The doc. Season two is my favorite. Season two is my favorite what? season. It is. Yep. I didn't like the season. I didn't See, like season two. I, I do have hot takes. Now whose opinions do we want to hear? <laughs> <laughs> See? There should be a show in there. We've got get, him the, back, get him back on Belky. Get him back on Belky. We've got the NBC show. we got the Wings uh, retrospective. Yeah, right. Now we got this. A lot of shows coming to you in 2022. Larry has a new apartment. He's settling down after a long day at work with a bag of chips and a pink le- a jug of pink lemonade looks very uh very nice yeah. but he can't open a bag of chips because he is a weak man <laughs> i guess yeah uh knock at the door he goes to the door and balky shows up now we know balky from the intro we've mm-hmm. seen his journey <laughs> <laughs> from mepos or whatever yeah, yeah to america to chicago we've seen it all so we know how he got there he shows up and he says cousin I'm your long lost cousin. I'm happy to be here in the in America, home of the Whopper, because he knows certain things about America. He says he's going to move in, and Larry's like, "Hold on a minute. I had eight brothers and sisters. I finally live alone. Why is this happening?" <laughs> and Balky feels bad, and he says, "I guess I'll go live on the street then. I don't have another <laughs> a backup plan of any kind. Go live with Mother Winslow. Go." <laughs> she needs a roommate yeah and larry's like all right you can stay here for a couple days all right just a couple days and uh, as we all know he stays with them for seven years and beyond because (laughs) they live together after they get married they live in the same house 
with both of their wives. But what a house. That's a nice house. It is a nice house. A lot of space. So Larry's the Duchess very... of Windsor comes and stays <laughs> yeah. in her guest room. <laughs> Larry's a lot nicer to Balky in this than he is later. <laughs> Obviously, from all the torture he gets to gets put through, but he says, "Have pink, have some pink lemonade with me." And uh, Balky's like, "You have pink lemons in America? America's great." Also, Balky opens the chips easily because he's a sheep herder, so he's got those mm-hmm. strong hands. He's watching TV, and he's like, have you... Ooh, TV! And he's like, you've never seen TV before? And he's like, oh, don't be ridiculous, which becomes the catchphrase. Oh, of course. I, Of course I did that before. And then he's like, look blue! Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, later it'll, uh, you'll get to see red and orange. <laughs> um, I laughed. That was a good line. Funny line. Yeah. 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 Larry says he's going to hit the sack, and Balky says, I don't have a sack. Balky, the next morning, is looking for jobs in the paper and says, there's no jobs for sheep herders here in the city of Chicago. And Larry's like, well, I got a job for what I don't want to do, but I want to be a photojournalist. Here we go. Clarification yeah. on that. I'm Perfect. Gonna be a photojournalist, but I'm going to work in a thrift, thrift store for right now so I can get to that goal. Nice. Good. So trying to teach him about how America works. What is your shittiest job you've ever done? Oh, man. Have you done a shitty job or have you not? I have not done a shitty job, but I did have a slightly shitty job experience. Uh, Hmm. When I was uh, 16, I got hired at a now defunct suit store. Oh, you're going to like the way you look. (laughs) I guarantee it. It's the producer again. Um, yeah. He went on to do great things. He made the gangs of New York. Um, <laughs> um, sorry. He did above average things. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to tell you two quick stories. All right, go. I love uh, it. So I got the job from the suit store. The guy was like, all right, well, you're going to need a suit. So I just found a suit in my closet i was like okay i'm going somewhere in this suit showed up <laughs> showed up in this awful blue three-piece like oh, wool suit nice and he was like you're gonna need to buy another suit <laughs> i was like oh okay he's like and also you're gonna sit in the back and do training for the next eight hours so i sat <sighs> in the in the stock room of a suit store watching videos in a three-piece wool suit oh my god for eight dude. hours horrible oh that's bad so i finished and i he was like all right cool call me next week and i'll tell you what your schedule is going to be don't forget to buy that suit mm. luckily i did not actually buy a suit for this so three days later i called him i was like hey when do i come in he's like oh actually i wasn't supposed to hire you you're too <laughs> oh. young oh my god and also, I can't pay you for those eight hours. You oh, my God. That sucks. So that was awful. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then my other secondary, this was a very peculiar experience. There was a performer I wanted to see who was who only did festivals for a summer. And mm. he was performing at Gathering of the Vibes, which is in Dwaynesburg. Hmm. it's like a it's like a it's like a mini woodstock it's like it's a hippie festival like the allman brothers and james brown were headlining okay. that um ah. i also got to tell james brown that he couldn't park somewhere 
cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's it's, it's all the same story. I need to hear all about that. Um, that that's literally the story. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> all right. He tried to park somewhere. My job at the moment was to make sure people didn't park there. <laughs> <laughs> you did your job oh well. God. Don't let anybody park yeah. here. Not Listen even up, Godfather of Soul. <laughs> yeah, Get out. Think you are. How dare so, you? Uh, the my friend, her uncle knew the guy whose farm this mm. festival was on because tickets right. were like three hundred dollars because it was like a weekend thing. I couldn't yeah, afford yeah, yeah. that. Right. right. So he got me a job working security at this festival. Oh boy. Uh, so it was me, my friend. We're both seventeen at the time. Um, and all of the local biker gangs <laughs> was the rest of security. Oh wow. my God. So myself, my friend Kate and a nice man named Chainsaw <laughs> spent the entire weekend <laughs> at, at a gate <laughs> at just, oh, at just like, at just like this gate in the middle of nowhere, making sure oh. nobody parked near the gate wow at which point james brown pulled up in his bus and i got on the bus and james brown was sitting there and i got to tell the bus driver i'm like no you can't put your bus here sir (laughs) chainsaw Uh. will murder me (laughs) literally the entire weekend was just stories of chainsaw doing cocaine and getting into fights (laughs) wow Now, have you kept up with Chainsaw? Do we know oh, what he's yeah, up to? Yeah, we're best buds. He's actually, okay. he's staying with me now. He's oh, nice. my grandma Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> Cash is playing with him right now. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's knitting. <laughs> wow. He and that girl wow. also got into a fight that weekend. And uh, so I was just like angrily stomping around this hippie festival. And <laughs> a random hippie walked up to me and was like, You look really sad here. And he handed me the largest bag of weed I've ever seen. <laughs> Just gave it to you? Just Whoa, gave me what? The whole bag. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was like, it was oh like, oh my this. God. Just full to the brim. Very generous hippies. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's amazing. What a nice person. You would that not was a get, wild weekend. You definitely wouldn't get <laughs> wow. that at the gathering of the juggalos. No, so. you would get a punch in the sure. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go behind a dumpster. You're not sad. Blam. <laughs> Uh, uh what about you mark you got any shitty job stories i mean or? once again more of like a shitty experience i was i was at best buy for like two months oh, okay yeah oh, and that, no. that whole, i was there for like three years and it was horrible oh my god oh. actually that is the worst job I, ever <laughs> I think i got great hired. job <laughs> oh no but, so i was there for two months and because of the turnover it's just retail nobody wanted to do this job i got promoted to like a computer manager within like two months of me starting there and not because i was good i just i i I was the only one left standing. That was basically it. And so they gave me this thing. They gave me the role. I had like a team of nine and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm in charge. My first day I was supervisor. I got on the floor and a customer, a drunk customer showed up, was mad that he had to pay like $30 extra, which he didn't, by the way. I don't know where he got that from and punched me in the jaw. Whoa. <laughs> like legit teeth off and punched me square in the jaw. And I, he, I, he, I, I told him get out right because I'm like holding my fucking face like trying not to cry (laughs) like I'm trying to get him out of there he goes out he gets into a fight with the guy up front the LP guy into another fist fight they roll out into the into the you know the the street right he comes back 
the next day with his wife, who's like apologizing because she didn't want to. She didn't want us like sue him or something like that. I have no idea who the fuck this guy was. I could never sue him if I wanted to, you know, basically. But she made him come in and apologize. I'm like, I don't fucking want his apology. Get him out of here. <laughs> like I a came, child. Yeah, right. I came back to the guys afterwards. I'm like, it's my first fucking day, guys. You got me punched by a customer. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Right in the, the jaw, face. right in the jaw over a fee he didn't have to pay. He was just drunk and confused. So, wow. Just Let's say, Greg, your your supervisor at Best Buy cried. That was fun. Yeah. Well, he was an Wait, you were at Best Buy too? Yeah, I got a Mark there. got me a job there. Yeah. <laughs> Regrettably, <Yeah. laughs> fuck you. Yeah. No, the, oh, my supervisor shit. was the worst, mm. and. I had work. a lot of experience, but I'd recently been laid off from a radio job and I just needed work. Yeah. Uh, and he came over to me. I'd worked at FYE for 10 years. Like I know how to sell a CD for fuck's sake. He would, he would never do anything. So one of yeah. the other employees came over to me. He was like, what should I be doing right now? And I was like, well, you could do this. You could do that. You could do that. This guy got all hot, came at me and he was like, I'm not paying you to chat. And oh, I was like, one of those. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm basically doing your job right now. If you would prefer to do your job, you're more than welcome to. He's like, I don't care. Just don't talk. I'm like, well, then how would you like me to instruct him? Would you like me to blink at him in Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> and then I started blinking at him. <laughs> oh, you blinked at him too? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, so just, for about two more days. Yeah. Wow. Just to give you a heads up, Ryan, when we were in, it was like right before Christmas and all the supervisors had to get together and organize like how you're going to plan for Christmas, like how you're going to have your line, where it's going to go, whatever. Yeah. And like he, he was in charge of media, which was like video games, CDs, DVDs. Mm-hmm. And like on you know, on Christmas, like that's not the big ticket unless there's a big, unless there's like a Wii out, which I don't think there right, was, right. you know? So we were all in the meeting and I was like, I'm going to run my line through like the back end of media and loop it through computers because we have a fuck ton of laptops I got to sell. And he got so upset that I had like infringed on his area. He started Ooh. crying. Like I said, it as a joke. Oh. Like he, he in the middle of this meeting started breaking down and crying how <laughs> nobody respected him or his space. <laughs> and I'm just like, I looked around. I'm like, am I, is this kid for fucking real? Like, yeah, like it was just it's the strangest. It's not that serious, right? It like, was just this. He took that right. way too seriously. It was just so weird. Such oh, a strange wow. guy crying yeah. at work, right? Oh, no, he didn't even get punched. I mean, <laughs> I almost punched him. <laughs> if I ever saw him again, I may. Oh. I hold a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's still a Best Buy? There's not. No, he's not. He, he, no, he he has like a, he left because he had like a gas station that he was running or some shit. I don't know. Wow, he's like up he in the world, married into it. I don't know. He married into a sitco. It's yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> married into it. Yes. Uh, mine is mine is not going sideways. <laughs> it's sideways. It's not a. You're not going down. Yeah, yeah. no, not going yeah, down. Right. Mine is uh not. Not nearly as funny as that. When I when I first graduated college, it's like, oh yeah, you're gonna make a million. You know, you're an idiot. You're like, you're gonna make a million dollars. <laughs> you're gonna have a career right now. No, that's not how it works. You work even more shitty jobs. So I thought I was gonna be this, you know, do media, do all this stuff, and I had this communications degree. So I applied to 
where I eventually worked for like seven years, uh, the evil empire of radio and Clearwater or clear channel. Yeah. Clear channel. And they, they hired me to do on site engineer producing or whatever. So it was like, if you go somewhere, you set up the crap and you set up the mics and you turn it on for the people. And it's, it's not a hard job, but you kind of have to like know how to do some of this stuff and know the equipment or whatever. So it's like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll do this. And then I'll eventually, I mean, it's me. I'll get promoted immediately. <laughs> no, not the case. So I had no idea what I had walked into. <laughs> and they're like, okay, so you're going to do these producing things, which were fun, but you also have to work this other like 20 hours to like make up the gap. I'm like, okay, well I'll do whatever. I'm like, I'll do anything. I'm like I, just got out of college i'll do whatever and they're like okay great so you're gonna go mow the lawn <laughs> oh at shit the tr- at the transmitter site I'm like oh my god uh what <laughs> i thought i was here to do like you know engineering yeah. and stuff like setting up computers and like they're like no we actually need somebody to mow the lawn at some of these places because it gets so long because nobody ever mows it i'm like okay so this became like it got worse and worse and worse (laughs) it's like so i do this producing shit i would come back and have like my nice clothes on then i have to go out and mow a fucking field of grass or plow a driveway oh dude that sucks and i knew i was in trouble one time i knew i was like oh this is fucking so bad i've made a huge error where they had me there was (laughs) like we need to paint this tower like okay but you have to walk through a field of mud that's hip high to get to it so i put put these like boots on to go trudging out in this field to go with a bucket of paint and one brush to paint like the inside of this like at the bottom of the tower there's this little like area where you can work on stuff they needed it painted for some reason they're like okay and i'm in there and you can hear the crackle of electricity and shit and you're covered in wet mud and i'm like I have made a fucking grave error. What have I done? I feel like they literally hired you for manual labor and then threw you the occasional producing gig to like pacify you. I have a college degree and five minutes ago I was with Jeremy Shockey at Giants training camp and now I'm about to be electrocuted because I'm covered in mud. That's a lateral move. (laughs) Susan calls Larry. Larry's working at the store. And she calls and said that there's some kind of rat or something in her apartment. And he needs to come and help her. And he's, he is there with Balky. And he says, look, just babysit the store for five minutes while I go take care of this. And then he realizes, uh, I need to give more instruction to this man because he's insane. So he says, don't move and don't touch anything. <laughs> and then he leaves. And Balky takes that to the letter of the law, as he always does, takes it completely seriously. And a customer comes in and says, like, I want to buy this chair. And because Balky can't move, he's like, what's the price tag say? And the guy's like, well, I mean, what does that matter? Don't you want to haggle? So he haggles and sells the chair off screen. And then we get a the next clip is him doing a dance. He's so excited. He's dancing to... What is the song? What's love got to do with it? He's singing it and dusting the store. And Larry comes back in and says, okay, hopefully he didn't destroy anything. He's like, no, it's great. I sold all kinds of stuff. I sold a chair. I sold this and that. And Larry's like, wow. 
can't believe you did that. And he's like, yeah, here's 45 bucks. <laughs> like Larry's like, yeah, none of that. That's like not even worth one thing. Like you, you did a terrible job. And the boss comes in and Balky tries to explain why he did this and why he's a value, like why he could be valuable, why he shouldn't fire Larry. And he's like, well, I cured my grandmother's fucked up finger one time. So <laughs> that means I can fix things. The boss says, fine, you need to fix this old radio. And if you do, you can save Larry's job because he owes me a lot of money. And then we cut to Larry and Susan. Is Susan in this show a lot? Uh, I don't remember her at all. I feel like this might have been a recast. So she's a one-off. So they're playing a game. I could be wrong, but... She's definitely not in it in, like, season three, I think, is what we watched. Season two, she's definitely not. She wasn't bad. It was just different to see her. Like, I was expecting the blonde girl, you know, the one he marries. Right. (laughs) The neighbor he marries, not not this one. So they're playing games, and Balky walks in, and he's immediately smitten. That's the word for it, I guess. (laughs) Can I be your slave? Wow, Meepo. Much more. Whoa. That's way free than I would have expected. Oh, my God. (laughs) Everybody's in bondage gear then. (laughs) That's Meepo. All the end of Pulp Fiction. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It seems like such a nice place. Yeah. <laughs> town of Gibbs. Gibbs and sheep. Come on oh. down to Meepos. Uh, do they have a Best Buy in Meepos? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's really weird, and Larry's like, get out. I'm trying to form a relationship with this woman, and you're so creepy. Please leave and go work on the radio some more. And then she, Susan's like, how's he going to fix the radio? And Larry's like, I have a plan. Our first ever, I have a plan. I'm going to insert this tiny radio, which is not that tiny, considering what radios look like now, like thumb drives. (laughs) But he has a pretty good sized boombox and he's going to sit inside of this very nice radio and trick somebody, trick the boss into thinking it actually works. Um, So the next day, they're there. They're going to test the radio. The boss walks in, and I love this. Uh, Larry's like, you look so happy. You shouldn't be this happy. Why are you so happy? He says, because I'll get the joy of laughing in another man's face today. <laughs> because he's going to not be able to pull this off. Mr. Gassetti but... is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Twinkasetti, is that it? What's his name? Twinkasetti. Right? Twinkasetti, yeah. He's fine. I have... I have things all over my store with outrageous prices on them and blatant lies. <laughs> I, for about three years, I had a CD player in in a case with a price tag of $285.50. And on it, I wrote prototype MP3 player. <laughs> <laughs> and I got asked about it constantly. Prototype. Well, we're... I always remember when we were at that con and we found that one card in the ground and then we had, I think somebody signed it. Didn't Ty sign it or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the price of like $500. It was a thousand. (laughs) And someone came up to me and asked, they said, who signed that? And I said, oh, Brad Pitt did. (laughs) They said, who's Brad Pitt? And then I pointed at Ty and I said, that's Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) I just really like lying to customers. So harmless things, harmless. Come on, nobody's gonna fall for those things, or if they do, you'll have lots of money. 
Balky turns on the radio to test it out, and it works, surprisingly. And it's so loud, it smashes all the very nice glassware in the entire store because it's so loud. And then Balky retrieves the tiny radio and says, oops, you left this in here. And it's uh, everything's all messed up. I think those are reversed, actually. I think Balky mm-hmm. removes the tiny radio first and then yes, turns it yeah. on and it actually works. It's turned up to 11. Everything breaks. But then there's a, new, a dude in the store who's like, oh, that that's awesome. I need that kind of stereo power in my house. Let me buy that. And they're like, it's $500. And he's like, great. I have the cash right here. Let me get that. But oops, the speakers that were connected to it, Balky connected speakers to it, those were worth $500. So they lost more money. Oh, no. So Larry gets fired. And he says, uh, I'm going to give you your walking papers. And Balky's like, why are you so upset? And Larry's like, I just got fired. And he said, sounds like he gave you permission to take a walk. You even got papers for it. Then Balky's mad because of Larry getting fired. And he says, you need to come out right now when Balky gets serious. It's funny. I mean, maybe <laughs> if you really want to. And then he says, you made a big mistake, you ghostbuster. <laughs> and they get rehired because the boss realizes, oh, they're in serious debt to me. So they're just going to work here and I'll take all their money. And now they need to live together forever because they don't have any money because they're both in debt. And Balky's like, hey, I'm in debt. I'm an American, which made me laugh, too. That was a good line. Yeah. Yep. And he was, he was so excited. He gets he got paid minimum wage in 1986. Right. Which, what was it? Oh, $3? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Look it up. Definitely, I, I want to know that one. $3 an hour. Holy fuck. Enough to get a happy meal. It was all right. Good. It, it set it set the stage, which is yeah. kind of what we needed it to do. Yeah. You know, I kind of like the, um, and I know they don't stay there as long as I, I, I mean, I know they go to the newspaper, but I kind of like the junk store type of feel. Yeah. I feel like there could be a lot of like potential there for customers who walk in and kind of build off of that. So I, I kind of like that a little bit. I mean, fucking Balky's hilarious. He's great. Yeah, um, he was he, great. He, even though he got a little like that whole scene with Susan was a little weird, but he also showcased off a lot of physical comedy there. And you could tell like that was his forte. So that was cool. Um, right. It was fine. It was fine. Um, so minimum wage in 86 was $3 and 35 cents. Wow. Called it. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Um, wow. I did not love this episode. Mm-hmm. It was still fine. Like it was still a funny episode. It's right. perfect strangers. That's fine. Um, I don't particularly like the foreigner is an idiot trope. <laughs> um, and I feel like this episode leaned into it way more than any of the other episodes we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, like everything out of Balky's mouth is like, you know, uh, like a, like a mistake on a common yeah. phrase or something, yeah. you know, I, I don't yeah. have anything off the top of my head, but like. You know, or the fact that they don't have color television. Like, it's 1986. I'm sure Meepos had a color TV. Nowhere on the planet didn't have a color television. Mm-hmm. Um, that is interesting you say that. Because normally they use his... It's confusion. He's not a dumb guy. Right. In a lot of the other... Like, he's just confused about what's going on. And eventually he figures it out and is like... Actually, Larry's the crazy one. Right. That's usually yeah. what every episode... That's, that is what it boils down to. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like, I didn't love the Balky characterization in this, but I think it was more of just like a, that type of trope than anything else. He's very um, over the top. Yes. Yeah. In a the lot of episodes, comedy was super duper funny. Yeah. Um, I love Larry and I thought the premise was funny if, if cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good reason for them to get together, I guess. It's a good sure. reason for them to live together. Right. And I think going back to the whole, like, the purpose of a pilot, like, this, they, they set up everything very well. Even though, like, the jokes may not have landed, and obviously these characters evolve, it was still enough to make me watch episode two. And I feel like in, that, in, in that case, it succeeded. Um, mm-hmm. And I think also, Greg, you might be a little biased because you know what this turns into and obviously you, you hold a very holds a very special place in your heart so like to not see the bulky character the way that you like the bulky character or what he turns into you know i, I totally get it i understand why you yeah. wouldn't like this one as much yeah. like and you are right like bulky is sort of the straight man like he's funny yeah yeah um and i know they sort of trade straight man back and forth mm-hmm. but that the comment you made about larry's really the crazy one Larry kind of wasn't the crazy one in this. Yeah, he right. was. Right. Larry's and very that's, normal. That's yeah. not the relationship I want. Right. But I guess I think that that says a lot about the show too that these characters do evolve. You know, oh, like sure. un- yeah. unlike a lot some other sitcoms that kind of remain the same, they don't really adjust right. over the years. Um you can see that with Full House. Like that's that's the very classic one where nobody changes. Mm-hmm. Uh very cool to see, you know, those characters kind of swap once they realize who they were and, you know, what the the fans like to see. So it's it's cool. It's cool. All right, let's move on to the final show of this episode, mm-hmm. Full House. And I, I said last episode, we're not going to do Full House. We might not do, might not do Perfect Strangers. I don't know. And then I got to give credit to my wife, who I said, oh, we're doing this pilot episode. You know, what do you think? I always run stuff by her, like, because she's a massive TGI fan as well. Like, what do you think about this? Like, I thought not doing Full House. She's like, oh, you got to do Full House. Like, do we, though? Do we got to do Full House? <laughs> like, oh, they have, there was a different Danny Tanner. Like, there yeah. was? What now? Huh? A lot? I'm like, okay, I guess I have to do Full House. So Full House, season one, episode one, our very first show. I'm dying here. Danny choked you up. Oh, my God. Those uh, those lovable moments it just got me. <laughs> <laughs> September 22nd, 1987, this aired. Danny Tanner, widowed, widowed father of three rambunctious girls, ages nine months, five and ten years, recruits his two best buddies, rock and roll brother-in-law, Jesse, and his best friend, Joey, who is an infrequently employed stand-up comic, to move in and help raise the brood. That is I, I the like- longest explanation of anything ever. Music, I'll handle this. Ooh, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. They're a modern stone family. Everybody sing along. From the town of Bedrock, they're a page right out of history. Let's take a walk. That's right, with the family down the street. I also like how that description of Dave Coulier could have described Dave Coulier or Uncle Je- or Joey. I mean, <laughs> infrequently employed comic, yep. Like I said, there was a different Danny Tanner. So, yep. You can't find the full you can technically. You mm-hmm. can't find the full episode just as it was with who was John Posey, who was the original Danny Tanner. Right. Or a replaced Danny Tanner, I guess. I'm not sure what the story was there. Yeah, so I actually I did look into it. So okay. what happened was Bob Saget was initially signed on to play 
Danny Tanner. Like he was okay. supposed to do that role. He got offered a, a, a spot on the show, the morning show, whatever the morning show was for ABC at the time. Okay. And he, he said, okay, cool. I'm going to go do that one. So they had to go find another Danny Tanner kind of uh, a short notice. That morning show lasted like two months and then okay. it, it got shit canned. And so he was like, Hey, I'm free again. And they're like, well, you are our first choice anyway. Let's just, let's just film it with you. And okay. so that, that guy kind of like got the shaft a little bit, but like, I yeah. totally get it. Like he wasn't the first choice. The right. first choice was always Bob Saget. Okay. So here's how we're going to do this because you can't find the full episode. So we're going to go over the episode. What happens? Mm-hmm. And then I sent you guys the clip of there's like a clip that's like six minutes of John Posey as Danny Tanner. And we'll just break that down after the episode's over and what we thought of his job as Danny Tanner, because you kind of get the gist of what's going on and then we can go back to him. Mm -hmm. So grandma is there. She doesn't want to leave. She's been there three months since Danny Tanner's wife died. Pam killed by a drunk driver. I think he's, yeah, was, was it? The girls are very sad. Now they have to share a room. He's going to replace grandma with these two guys. So Uncle Jesse comes in and he's just broing out. He's just talking about making music, hanging out in Vegas, hooking up with babes. And Danny's like, family man here. Can't talk about that right now. There are young women present. Don't do that. And Stephanie's like to this hard ass, cool mulleted dude. Let's play some ballerina guy. And he has to because he's the good uncle. And then Joey moves in and he brings all of his dirty clothes and he's going to live in the alcove. So we, we get the explanation <laughs> as to why he lives in the fucking living room with all of his clothes hung up like on a, like he's drying them in the living room. That's why he lives there. Because At least there was an explanation. I mean. Yeah, right. Jesse's moving into Stephanie's room and Danny is very excited to have his bros there. So he gives him a bunch of hugs and says, sorry, I'm a hugging machine. DJ and Stephanie live together now. DJ does the classic trope of putting a line or a tape down the room. Stephanie can't cross over into her side. She says, how am I supposed to leave? Well, you're going to hang on the fucking curtains. And that spot did not work for me. <laughs> the, <No. laughs> the stupid uh, special effect of her hanging on the curtain. And then DJ it just like a pulling the Chucky doll. Yeah, it was weird, right? It was awful. It lasted way too long, too. Like it's that that man. joke. Yeah, right. Bad goes joke. on and on. Who wrote this shit? <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Joey comes in. <laughs> He's literally typing it. Time for another strongly worded letter from Greg. <laughs> Dear Mister Franklin, <laughs> I'll just address it to his grave. Oh God, <laughs> I'm not going to kill him. I don't want. I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast just got a whole lot of red flags oh, no. <laughs> Joey comes in he tries to do limbo under this rope thing Danny's like sorry guys I'm leaving you in charge with this chaos I'm a sports reporter I guess he wasn't a morning show anchor yet I'm a sports reporter I gotta go to, I gotta go to work um, and then the guys are told they have to watch the baby and they have zero baby they have nothing they have nothing for this baby they got mm-hmm. nothing they got no baby skills yet they got to watch this baby no instruction if a if a human being comes into my house and has to watch my baby they're getting a laundry they're getting a fucking legal pad of instructions sure do this yeah. then this then do this that's how it works 
He just leaves them like, good luck, guys. Have fun. These guys don't even know how to change a diaper. They can't do anything. So they come in. They're like checking for the dirty diaper. And the one joke in five episodes or however many episodes of Full House I actually legitimately laughed at was their weird marching down the stairs with the baby. The dirty diaper made me laugh. (laughs) I don't know why. Maybe it's just I have babies. It, it, It cracked me up. They're little like up, 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 down, up, down, oh, oh, oh. Like all that cracked me up. So they put her in a pot. Yeah. They put the baby in a pot that you eat out of with the dirty diaper on. They take the diaper off. They use the th- the tongs that you would use to like flip burgers or whatever, your food, and pick up a dirty diaper with those. And they use the water from the sink, clean her butt, and the fan in the kitchen who has a fan in the kitchen but they use the fan in the kitchen to dry off her butt and then stephanie is just sitting there laughing at these idiots as they go another joke i laughed at we should be mothers <laughs> what a weird thing to say <laughs> we should we're so great we should be mothers stephanie has the diapers and she's like you guys are fucking stupid <laughs> here are the diapers that was that was very silly um Danny comes back from work and the guys are exhausted because they had to watch three kids with no instructions and no help. And Danny's like, what are you tired or something? <laughs> he, like he mocks them after he left them in the lurch. He mocks them. And then the doorbell rings and we get our first ever have mercy because a babe walks in the babe from Vegas that Jesse was talking about comes in and says that the Bob Hope show is canceled. Like what? The Bob Hope show. You know, that <laughs> hip umping cover. What right. the fuck is going on? And like Bob Hope show is canceled. I, I can hang out with you. Maybe she was a prostitute and like scheduled for that evening, but Bob couldn't make it. Right. That you makes Bob sense. was get you think Bob was getting some? Oh yeah. Yeah. This this wasn't Vietnam, man. He couldn't just, you know, get it anymore. He's paying he swing a golf club and point. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm like, I laughed at this and I thought, Bob Hope, wasn't he dead by the time this came out? Like, no offense, Bob, but wasn't he dead? So I look up Bob Hope. When this happened, when this aired, he would have been 84 years old. Wow. 84 years old. (laughs) Still running shows. Yeah, right. So I'm like, there's no way. He must have died like right after this. Bob Hope lived to be a hundred years old. Died <laughs> in like two thousand and three or something. <laughs> like, wow! It blew my mind. Hung in there a hundred years old, and then this little quote was in there and it made me laugh. On his deathbed, his, I don't know why they waited till he was on his death. The guy was eighty four in nineteen eighty seven. Why did you wait so long for this? But on, on his deathbed, when he was a hundred, his wife asked where he wanted to be buried. And his answer was, surprise me. <laughs> great joke. Great deathbed that joke. Great, that was a good one. Well quality done, deathbed joke right there. I like it. I, right, cannot, so I've looked, I've I cannot looked, believe this. I've looked at the resume of about 12 full house writers now. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single one of them has done anything worth a shit. None of them are working still. They, they almost all-, all went on to... To write for even Stevens, the Shia LaBeouf vehicle. Really? <laughs> Seriously, like, like five of the nine that I looked at are all what? even Stevens. Wow. See, I would have guessed they would have gone on to some other like sitcom, 100%. Like, I feel like King of Queens. They must have written for King of Queens or something. That show's too so good for itself. them, I think. Yeah, I think that show's too good. DJ 
Uh, Danny's back. He goes to talk to DJ. Her room is empty. She emptied all her stuff and left. It's impressive. (laughs) How did she do that without them noticing? I guess they were so exhausted. He's like, you lost a kid. (laughs) You've been on duty for one day and you lost a kid. Well, don't worry. She's just in the garage. No big deal. Joey tries to make it all better with the Bill Cosby impression, which does not age well at all. Jesse's like, he's forced to do a pep talk here, I think. I think Danny's like, there's too much going on. The baby's crying. Like, take care of this for me. Another, like, whoa, easy, buddy. Jesse has to do a his first ever pep talk. And before he does that, there's a joke about Bruce Willis record deals. Bruce Willis had a record deal. I know yeah. he was in a band, but he wrote that awful song. Yeah, right. Bruno, right? Didn't he go, didn't he like Torres Bruno? Oh like god, that, yeah. yeah, you're right. So apparently that was this time. Anyway, his big pep talk is He's not a he's not a great father figure yet. He says, "I'll give you twenty bucks if you move back into the house right now." And she's like, "I'll settle for 50. And he's like, "Fifty?" He's like, "I'll give you twenty. I'm going to stick with 20. She's like, "21." She's a haggler. We yeah. saw we saw in another episode her haggling for money. So yeah, no, she's good looking at that. for money. So he's like, "Fine, I'll give you twenty twenty one dollars to move back into the house." And this is also he can go back in and meet with Vanessa, who is the Bob Hope chick mm-hmm. who's there. But it turns out she left already during all this rushing because right. Danny blew up his spot. Fucked <laughs> 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 him over again. Greg was shook there. <laughs> he ruined everything. Oh, uh, get his clutching pearls. That really. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, <sighs> I, I literally don't even know what you just said, but I just. Is this an out. even Stevens thing? No, this is a, this is a Bruno thing. <laughs> so. He was doing, you know, like when Garth Brooks was Chris Gaines. Oh my God, right, I right. love yes. that whole thing. Yeah. Bruce, so Bruce, stupid. That's what Bruce Willis was doing. He was pretending like an alter he was a ego blues singer named Bruno Rattellini. <laughs> and, wow. what, and what made me gasp was the next <laughs> sentence, which is, "And yes, there was even a fake HBO documentary that was made." Wow! Oh, I have to watch that right I have now. To see that's this. amazing. Yes, fake HBO documentary about, about his fake, his fake alter musician wow. alter ego. Is this where Parks and Recreation got the weird uh, saxophone <laughs> player thing? Is that what that's from? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> that's insane. If that if that's the case, but oh, I'm sorry. So yeah, I'm that's I'm awesome. very sorry to derail no, it, but that, that needed that, attention. That, that you needed, needed to make the air. Yeah, yeah, that needed to be clarified for sure. All right, so. Jesse gets the spot blown up, wants his money back. From D- I want my money back now. I can't hook up with a babe. DJ admits that she's mad. She lost her mom. Her grandma left, and now she had to give up her room. Rightfully so. That house is huge. You couldn't have figured anything else out. Come right. On. There's like definitely a basement. There's definitely an attic. Like because yeah. I we know they move in there eventually. So yeah, where, did of- gra- where did grandma live during right. this whole thing? Seriously. Anyway. Danny says, move back in or we're all going to move with you into the garage and you're not going to like that either. So she's like, all right, fine. And then, of course, we have a stupid song. This is shows for babies, as you've said. They sing the <laughs> Flintstones. They sing the Flintstones to Awful. Michelle because she loves music. Just Bad scene. horrible. Bad. Awful. Horrible. 
I guess it's cute for people who like the cutesy stuff on the show, but not a not a fun scene. I like when they sing sometimes. Like there was one where they sang the Temptations. I enjoyed that, but not this. No. So that's it. No Kimmy. Kimmy is name no. dropped, but doesn't right. show up. She is mentioned. She's on the phone. We never hear right. her or right. see her, but she right. is there. And we know Kimmy is the best part of the show. Yep. We still haven't had a Kimmy episode technically. No. Other than no. just the one little quick wrestling team thing, but. That's it. That was the episode. Now let's get into John Posey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Watch the clip of John Posey doing the same scenes as uh, Bob Saget, and uh, he's not very good. <laughs> he's pretty bad. Very bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pretty Too, like vanilla and just bland, in my opinion. Right. Like he, like, he kind of like knew he was telling jokes. He was right. going like, huh? At the end of every time, he made something funny. To me, he was almost identical to Uncle Joey. Like, I mean, like yeah, that's yeah, you—you you right. have like two very similar characters. And when he was there, I got a very distinct, maybe because he had Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey, and this guy, a very clear like three men and a baby vibe yeah, out yeah, of yeah. all of this. Like, it was very apparent. I got a very Gutenberg vibe off this guy. So it just—it didn't yeah. land, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely what they were going for. Yeah, some of the jokes in the john posey version of the video are not punched up like they're the similar or the same but they're not said with the right there's obviously some tweaks that happened because the jokes yeah. aren't are not landing in the john posey video but it's weird yeah but yeah he is not like he does danny bob saget danny is very he plays it very well the show is not great but he plays that character He's funny. Oh, he's sure. fatherly. Like yeah. you believe that he's the father of these kids and like is looking out for them. And he actually is their dad. Like he comes off that way. John Posey comes off as like, it's, it's a fake thing that I'm doing and this isn't real. And they don't have the chemistry. The kids and him don't have the chemistry that, that Saget does. Right. I also looked up John Posey to see like, Oh, was this the only thing he ever did? This dude has worked and worked and worked and worked for years he's still working none of it is like super interesting but he's worked television for as long as after the show which was like one of the first things he did he has consistently worked all the way up until 2020 good for him i mean like i've never ever seen this guy you know and i i looked him up too and i have seen shows where he's been on them yeah. He's just forgettable. Like I, I he just I saw him and I moved past him. You know. Yeah, he's so. like the typical like he did Law and Order, he did Criminal yeah, right. Minds, he did like he's one of those kind of actors. He strikes me as somebody who would be like the doctor in Law and Order yeah, when they're right. going to go like visit somebody for an assault or something like yeah, that. Like he's, he has like three lines and then he's done. Yeah, that's so. what his career has been. Yeah, and I think he's done a couple of things that have more teeth to him probably, but yeah, John Posey as. Mm. Danny Tanner he played a not, dentist on Law and Order. <laughs> did not work. No, did not work no, at not all. Even a little bit. Not even a little bit. This show. Do you think this show would have survived if John Posey was no in that in that spot? I could have hoped. I don't know. <laughs> Talk about missed opportunities. He could have yeah. just executed it in the John Posey phase. Yeah. I mean, arguably, if he got this job and Bob Saget's morning show never stopped. TJF might never have happened. Mm. You think about it, because this show opened the doors for all those other shows to come in. 
It was definitely the anchor. I, I think maybe the show would have lasted like two, three seasons and then just been kicked out. I mean, it just, yeah. he doesn't have the same, like I said, he's too goofy. It, it, it's another weird thing to say about this guy, but because he's short, like Bob Saget's yeah. very tall right. and like that added a lot. Like Jesse was towering over him and it right. just was weird. So I know it's a, a kind of a minor aesthetic, but it's, it was glaring in this one. Yeah. And you have an actual comedian and I think uh, John Pose is not a comedian. Yeah, right. He's just an actor. So you have an actual comedian who knows how to be funny. Right. And deliver lines. Role. And yeah, right. right. Even Versus, the material is not funny. Right. He, I guarantee that material was much better the way he said it. Oh, yeah. For all those years than oh, anyone else. Geez. Anyway. <laughs> we could have been in the Posey timeline. Oh, it's the darkest timeline. Or the best, if you're Greg. Yeah, the right. best timeline. It just doesn't exist. Just uh, perfect strangers existed before Full House. I don't need Full House. Yeah. Right. It did. That's it. All right. That's all the episodes for this What month. I will say is that uh, this Full House episode was still dog shit, but it was probably <laughs> my favorite one that we've seen of Full House episodes. Uh, I legitimately laughed at two jokes. I thought Mm -hmm. Uncle Jesse was pretty fucking good in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He obviously, and I realized he had top billing. I don't know how like intentional that is or not, but to me, Mm. it seemed like a real Uncle Jesse show. Well, it was though. He was in, he was a star before he came on this show. He was in General Hospital. He was like the heartthrob on General Hospital who everybody wanted to like bang. Like, so I mean, like to get him on a sitcom, a comedy, that was a pretty big deal. Like it was, he definitely deserved to be top billing at the time. I thought it was pretty funny. And Dave Coulier was on like um, the Nickelodeon show. Star Search. Yes, you got it. Nailed it. Like, uh, it was like, you can't do that on television. So he was also like on TV while he decided to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, you know, to get both these guys who are like known commodities, it was probably a a pretty big deal at the time. I liked a lot of these more than I thought I was going to when I originally laid this out. Me too. I don't know how you guys feel. No, No, I agree. Yeah. I liked a lot of them. I didn't love any of them. Sure. Well, I thought they were going to be dog shit. One I really thought was great. I um, thought they were going to all be dog shit. I thought they were all going to be shit also. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was good. Honestly, I can get how, even though I didn't really like Full House, I could see how people would want to see a little more. Right. Not eight years more, but like a little more. quite as shit as it becomes. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Right. Those three dudes. That yeah. movie probably came out like right before the show. Yeah. I three think you're right. Baby. I think you're yeah. right. Yep. So people are interested in that. 87 so, was Three Men and a Baby. 87. So, yeah. so the same year. There you go. So in this whole collection of episodes, we had no Urkel. Mm-hmm. We had no Topanga. Yeah. No Minkus, if you count him. No Cody. No Kimmy yeah. in any of these. And barely any Sean. And Perfect Strangers really doesn't have other characters that are like, important. <laughs> yeah, so. They have like, other recurring characters, but like yeah, but no, they're fine. They come yeah. in and out. Yeah, no Marianne so, and right. No, no that's Marianne. what I'm saying. No, no love interest. Or and anything. The, you know they they work in that pawn shop for a couple of years, but like right. for, for majority of the run of the show, that's not the case. Right. right, they're in a different job, and all the houses are different, of course. Yeah. as we said. Mm-hmm. Let's. It's time to rank them. It's that time. Okay. I think this one's pretty them. easy for me. I, we might. All agree. I don't know. Number uh, five. I, you're, I'm going to surprise you, but yeah. Okay. Number five is Full House. I mean, number five is Full House. Well, number five. Is set it on fire. Number yeah. five, Full House. We agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Number four. Yeah. I'm going to say Family Matters. Like it was, it was fine for what it was, but I wasn't like wowed by it. Me too. Family Matters. Yeah. 
I think we agree on that one. I think, I think Family Matters was a perfectly fine episode, but again, it just it was just a fine episode. Mm-hmm. Great Carl, everything else was yeah, down. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I was very into Carl in that one. Right. So. right. Uh, three, what you got? I would say Perfect Strangers, probably. I would agree. Yeah, I would, wow. I would put Perfect Strangers right in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Yep. I just didn't I just didn't like how stupid Balky was. Not it, stupid, mm. but just ignorant. I, right. I just it just didn't work for me. And here's the thing, when I put that right in the middle, like sometimes when we rank these, like that middle is a low middle. This is a high middle. Oh, like, it's it was definitely fun. a high middle. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. it was all right. It was just like I liked the other two episodes a little bit more. Um Balky was a little too intense for me in this one. So I, I get what you're saying. I that middle middle is fine for him right now. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna I'm going with step by step. Now the reason I put it there, I thought it was the main group was great. But those two extra characters, the grandma and the aunt, just suck the life. They're out all of that over. Thing. Yeah. They are right. bad. And nothing in Perfect Strangers ever to me got that bad. So that's why I'm putting it there. It's probably the it. more Perfect Strangers more you know, just kind of run of the mill, whereas step by step kind of had some plot stuff that was important, but those mm-hmm. two just suck it down for me. So I just puts... really loved Frank in that episode. He <laughs> yeah. was great. Yep. As you so said, fun. a high bar at three, but I'm putting step by step there. Yep. So okay. what you got for two? That that would be step by step for me. Okay. See, for me it's Boy Meets World. Oh, uh, and I, yeah, I like I Boy Meets World was very, very good, and I loved Mr. Feeney in this one. He was so good. And I love like early on, this like in front of the snack machine, the dynamic between him, mm-hmm. it, it was it was just there, and you could just feel it right off the bat. It was really, really well done. Um and I'll get to my well, number one's obvious now, yeah. but like I'll get to why I picked that over this one when we get to it. Okay. And you so said yes, what? Step by uh, step okay. was number two for me. Step by sure. step. Um, I said Perfect Strangers too, right. only slightly better than Step by Step because there were no crappy ass characters dragging it down. <laughs> it's that simple. All right, number one, Boy Meets World for me. I thought that sh- I thought that episode was hysterical. I mean, I was literally laughing out loud at it. I thought it was just great. Like maybe okay, maybe the little girl's a little cringe, and like there's definitely some. Uh, there's some plot points that I didn't love. And like I said, I think there was a disconnect between the two things he was supposed to be learning. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I thought it was a very, very funny episode of television. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked it too. I I mean, to me, step-by-step was number one. Production value was incredibly high. And I think that did like kind of affect my, my viewing a little bit. Uh, My Patrick Duffy is just tremendous. Suzanne Summers was very like, you know, you felt for her a lot of times she was very likable, you know, and and a lot of times like the, the parents sometimes, or even the main characters you can't really connect with. I connected like right off the bat. I just felt like a very, it was easy to get what their their feelings were toward each other. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that they were like genuinely in love with each other too, and yeah. this throughout the entire show. Uh, and you just get read that right off the bat. I hated those two characters, the other two ancillary right. ones. Thank God we don't deal with them long. Um, I like the kid interaction, like the girl who's all obsessed with fashion. I was actually like, okay, yeah, you're doing something. Sure. This time. All right. I don't right. get, but I don't get right. what that oldest girl is there for at all. I feel like the role she played is played by everyone else. Dana, the blonde girl. Dana, yeah. yeah. Dana or Karen? Dana. Karen makes sense to me. You know, like it makes sense that Al is this like tomboy, mm-hmm. and that Karen is this like very fashion focused person. Like that's an interesting dichotomy. But Dana, I just don't. She's Dana just an like asshole. The book, the book smart asshole. 
she supposed to be book smart? Because that's oh, yeah. Not... yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you have, you have Mark, who's the smart one. There's two right. smart. Right, we don't need two on smart ones, and we don't need four assholes. <laughs> <laughs> too many assholes. Too many step by step. Too many assholes. Where, where Except does Frank Lambert would not say that. He'd say, bring all the assholes to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and at this point, at the, what I also liked is Brendan wasn't in the basement at this point, so it's perfect. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Which one's he? Uh, it doesn't matter. Cool. I think he was a plant somewhere. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he was the vestibule. That's what yeah, they call right. it. Yeah. Brendan. Brent, Come into our Brendan. Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> he was the pig. I put Boy Meets World 1 for all the reasons you said. Yeah. Uh, I won't fight you on that one. Very good. Very good. But definitely there were some uh, nitpicks there for sure that could have uh, dragged it down a little bit. I just don't think it. I thought that was the most fun to watch between Mm -hmm. that and Perfect Traders, I guess. Yeah. All right. That concludes pilots. Would you uh, would you watch? You would watch all these like if you just knew this pilot. No, five of these. I would watch. What would, would you s- drop out of? I guess. I mean, you full know house. the obvious answer. It's Full House. Full house yeah, it's sure. definitely Full House. Yeah, but nobody um, else. Family Matters is very questionable. I think Family I, Matters is a little questionable. I found yeah. that to be a relatively mundane. I could have dropped out of Family. It didn't yeah, grip me. I would have. I because of Carl, I would have gone another at least another week. Okay. I might not have gone very farther after far after right. that. All the other ones by by one hundred percent would have kept me going. Yeah, especially yeah. especially at the time. Yeah, like if right, I was right. ten when oh, Boy Meets yeah, World came yeah. out, that would yeah. been. I mean, I was ten when Boy Meets World came out, but yeah. like it was definitely my jam. So I'll tell you something yeah. interesting. I was talking to my mom, and I was telling her that like, hey, I do this podcast now, and she was just like, I'm like, what's it on? And I'm like, oh, it's like TGIF. She's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, well, I have a question for you, mom. Why did we watch Full House? Like oh. why? Because my mom like oh, when, yeah. when I mentioned that she's like, oh, I love dinosaurs and I love Perfect Strangers, and she's like, oh, I hated Full House. I'm like, well, why did we watch it all the time? And she just said very flat, and I kind of like appreciate it. She's like, because it was on, and I'm like, <laughs> listen, Friday night, eight o'clock, like a but the family's yeah. around. You need to shut up the kids in the nineties or eighties. We didn't have cable. That was right. I kind of like I kind of get it. She's like, it was yeah. stupid, but like, what else was on? Like, it was it. Good that was point, it. Nothing yeah. else to do. Right, Mama Bagnoli, you know, she don't raise no fools. <laughs> I like how she has great taste in TV, TJF programs. Oh, well. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Perk Strangers, dinosaurs. Very into dinosaurs. <laughs> Without me prompting, said, oh, not the wow. mom. Like, she got it. She remembered. It's <laughs> so. funny you bring that up because yes. not only did we celebrate the holidays, not only did we celebrate Christmas and New Year's and all that, but – and we sent those texts to each other about – shows how we're just watching these shows we weren't doing it for the show we we're just doing yeah. it for fun i was alerted to something that i alerted you guys that dinosaurs is finally going to be on streaming service it's going to disney awesome. plus that's great good for you Mark. this you month you goddamn right <laughs> so that being said since Greg and I can watch it not on a tiny piece of shit YouTube video and actually we are transforming the podcast. It is now dinosaur centric. We're never doing another episode. <laughs> we will go through every episode and then do it again. I love it, Ryan. Congrats. That's awesome. Okay. Signing off on the last episode of TGIF podcast. <laughs> We're going to focus completely on dinosaurs for the next episode, unless you have a better idea. Oh, I'm that's guessing fun. you don't, Mark. Right, sure, let's do it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> If you'd like, I will pick out the episodes. I was going to say, 
I don't think we're ready to, I don't think we're ready for this jelly, but I also don't think we're ready for, um, <laughs> to go from like dinosaurs to the end of dinosaurs. No, no, no. I won't pick the last one. No, no, no. I no, think no. we need to either pick a there certain is, time frame or something. We need to uh, clarify it. So there is a, there's one I want to watch. It's where Charlene, uh, uh, says that the earth is round and then gets like persecuted for it because like they all convince it it's flat. And <laughs> that one's very funny. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Anything with like anything that's Earl. Oh, there's another one where uh, uh, Robbie dates Richfield's daughter. That one's really funny too. Oh boy! So I want to I want to go with a couple of those. Maybe let me All let right. me think about this for a little bit. But yeah, I got some good episodes. Um, yeah. We have time. This is going to come out shortly. This episode, but I believe Dinosaurs comes out January 29th or 30th okay. on on Excellent. Disney Plus. Yeah. So. It'll be a February episode of Dinosaurs. And like I said, I think we're going to go with, I don't know if this, how you want to phrase this, if it's the top five episodes of Dinosaurs, I don't know if that's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Or just five episodes that you like. Or Well, what we could do is f- have five, because there's five, uh, there's the Earl, there's Fran, there's Charlene, there's oh, Robbie and the baby. Each kid. Maybe like in each, yeah, each like kid. an oh, episode like yeah. centric on each one. I can, I I can like come that. up with that. I like that. So, yeah. All right, so we'll do that, and then at another time, I don't think we're ready. Maybe that will be the last ever episode of the show. If we ever Man. get to I the end, don't really end wanna... with dinosaurs ending. That'd be great. All joking aside, I, I, I also joking aside, I love dinosaurs. That last episode would would probably take a lot out of me to get to watch it again because I remember as a kid that really hit me hard. It's like that was, up. yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Very, it goes hard and it goes hard fast on you. So yeah, it's gonna be a while. So. Yeah, we might save that for a late, a long time from now. Yeah, we'll right. Maybe uh, our final episode, whenever that is, will be we'll season finales, and we'll just do all the season finales. Oh, I like that. There you um, go. <laughs> all right, so dinosaurs coming in February. So that's it. All right, pilots are over. It's a new year. It's new us. We're ready to go. I love it. Awesome. Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. It was great to uh, catch up with you again. Absolutely. I love doing this show, so. It was fun. It was way more fun than I thought it was going to be, actually. So much fun. I was very afraid until I started taking notes. I'm like, these are actually a lot better than I thought. So fun. It's going to get more fun, though, as we go throughout the year. So start thinking of those uh, episode topics, and we'll see you in February with Dinosaurs. We'll see you then. See ya. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to the TGIF podcast. I am a bad host, and I forgot to do the plug, so you can follow Mark at MegastarMark on the Tweet Machine. I think that's what he says. You can follow Greg at Killagreg17 on Twitter, and you can follow them both on WCWTF Podcast, a wrestling show about the downfall and horribleness of the program that was WCW. Kind of touched on a little bit in the episode, but if you're into wrestling... Or if you didn't know we did that stuff, you can find them there. You can also find them at idiotswithmikes.com. And they do Twitch streams every Tuesday, I believe, on there. You can do Idiots with Mikes on Twitch. Uh, Myself, Ryan, the host of the show, you can find me at Nation of Conversation, another wrestling show because there's not enough of those. Uh, That comes out uh, twice a week where we goof around and are stupid. And uh, we hope you're enjoying the TJF podcast. We are looking forward to doing a full calendar year of this show. You can follow us on Twitter if you want to find updates about when the next one's coming. It's at PodTGIF. 
we also have uh, one episode we put up on YouTube. We're hopefully going to put up a few more as the year goes on. Whatever. It's fine. These are the plugs. Peace out.